0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you.
2: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What'd you say he's just a friend? Oh, you're my
3: best friend.
2: 77 WABC.
4: Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has been hospitalized and is receiving treatment. Here's what happened. He apparently was invited to a private dinner in Washington, D.C., and now a spokesperson for the 81-year-old McConnell has confirmed that the senator fell and that he has been taken to the hospital. We do not know the severity of his injuries or if he was injured, but clearly if he went to the hospital, there is something wrong. Ukrainian forces
5: are holding on in Bakhmut despite seemingly endless Russian attack.
4: That rumors of a Ukrainian retreat from Bakhmut, but this is the road that leads to the city. It's been very active all day, and it doesn't feel like they want to give it up anytime soon. There needs to
6: be an individual who is dedicated to do the decompression strategy for the federal government. One person we should be looking at, uh, it is often stated that it's the role of the VP. That's too much in her portfolio to be focused on
7: just doing that decompression strategy. If not, the decompression strategy can't be New York City.
8: Now, 36 years old, but that's what Lou Rubino tells me this morning. This is where the streets have no name off of the great Joshua Tree album by U2. And you've listened to me the last 25 years between WNEW, WFAN, Miami, and here, you know that Springsteen, U2, these are my favorites. Seen U2 in concert about 15 times. And the Joshua Tree was just an amazing album. We'll play a bunch of cuts from that album today, 36 years old, all the way back in 1987.
4: Hard to believe, Lewis. Marching. Where does the time go? I don't know. i just gotten out of college. Is that right? Yeah. One year,
8: 87. I guess I was uh, 20, so I had not gone to rehab or jail yet. It was early in my... Um, Childhood years, I guess.
4: Well, otherwise... I was you, already kicked out of Miami. and You, too, would have had a lot more um, <laughs> yeah, stuff I'm write to, about, write, yeah. to write about. They yeah. would have definitely included a couple of your stories. I was actually having dinner
8: with Gabriel last night at the local... Uh, what, what do they call that place? Uh, Chipotle. And um, this is a lot of information you don't need, but that's fine. He got uh, two hard tacos... And I always get the, uh, the chicken bowl. I like the chicken bowl. I like the brown rice and black beans and chicken, a little bit of hot sauce and a lot of guacamole. And um, I noticed uh, in the background they were playing music at this uh, Chipotle. This was about 7 o'clock last night. And the song that was playing was Come Undone by Duran Duran. And I found myself online ordering my uh, spicy chicken bowl singing along to Duran Duran, and you can only imagine this 19-year-old black kid who was making my, uh, my dinner for me, his face, as, um, as I started to hit the high notes that
4: Simon usually does. Oh, you didn't do that.
8: Oh, I did. And I was so happy, and I was about to text you, it's a true story, and say, start tomorrow's show with Come Undone by uh, Duran Duran, and Gabriel goes, Daddy, are you texting Lou again? Because every time we travel in the car with Danielle, certain places, and I hear a song I like, (laughs) Louis could attest to this. I text him. There were days I could text Louis seven or eight songs. So Gabe actually picked up on it. So I did not text you.
4: Wow, that's control. Yeah,
8: yeah, good, good,
4: good for me. That's willpower. Nine thirty at night or ten. Like (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna start tomorrow with. (laughs) I, I don't know
8: why I do that. I have no idea. So anyway, I uh, I don't feel 100% today. I felt worse yesterday, and I'm feeling a lot better today. Had a great workout, and but I'm still not 100%. I don't have COVID or anything like that, but I think I have a cold. I don't know. So I'm not in the best of moods. And uh, Phil's already annoyed me twice today, and Justin's annoying me. You know what's oh, like annoying you. me? Tucker Carlson. I mean, here I am every
4: day. I go on and on about how great Tucker Carlson is. Do I not? Every you say it's the best, one of the best things at night. Yes, I've heard. You He's say the that. best thing. Oh, I've heard it. Oh, I have heard.
8: Yes, it. I extol the virtues of Tucker Carlson every day. Yeah, but I'm so sick and tired of this January sixth story. And I say this at the risk of getting a bunch of stupid people who listen to this show getting angry at me. What do you mean? It's justice. This is exculpatory evidence. This is important. No, it's not. January 6th was dead two years ago already. And this guy that's in prison for four years, horrible. Look, I'm on record even just yesterday with Peter King saying that January 6th is the most exaggerated, overblown day in the history of this country. It's hard to believe that some of these demented Democrats and Republicans years ago compared January 6th to days like 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. That is beyond disgusting and disgraceful. Overblown by every measure. Lies about how many people were injured, how many cops were injured, how many cops were killed. That day is a boatload of lies. But I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough of the Hunter Biden laptop story. I love Miranda Devine. I love her. She wrote a blurb from my book. I think she's an incredible talent. I've had enough. Do something about it. I've been hearing about Hunter Biden. Sean Hannity last night was talking about Hunter Biden. Do something. Indict the guy. Do something. We know all these stories. We get it. He smokes crack. He took money from foreign governments. His uncle took money. His father took money. We have all that already. Over and over again. And here, Tucker... You know, he's uh, playing these videos that Kevin McCarthy gave to him. Great, good, I don't care. You know, the, the more information, the better. The more honest, the better. But I have to tell you, even though this guy has been in prison, or will be in prison for four years, but basically doing nothing, I don't have a tremendous amount of sympathy. I don't know why, I just don't. Like, what were you doing in the building that day anyway, idiot? You know, what were you doing dressed up like an idiot? with an American flag and walking around the halls, even if he touched nobody and did nothing, what were you doing there? Here's what I can promise you. That guy in prison, and yes, he's being unlawfully detained for way too long. I admit that. But here's what I can promise you. If he didn't go to the Capitol that day and walk inside the building, he would not be in jail or prison. Is that fair to say, Lou?
4: I would say uh, pretty much.
8: Yeah, what are you doing walking what? around in the building with your stupid outfit on and what the American were you, flag? And What,
4: what are you, you doing? What were you going to do? Exactly. What was the, what was the uh, objective? So the it could be yet. both.
8: It, it could be that, yes, it is unlawful to detain this guy for four years. It's actually disgraceful and disgusting. But it's also, what were you doing there, stupid? Seriously. <laughs> God, I'm so tired. It could be both. Democrats are idiots, losers, dangerous for the country. Republicans are no better. There's a bevy of Republicans. I'm not going to slam the table like Giuliani did yesterday. That pissed me off. About Mitch McConnell. God, get a control of yourself, will you? Please. Stop doing that. Jeez. Don't do that again. Not on my show.
4: At least the guy maybe provided, I guess maybe I missed it last year, a good couple of uh, ho- good Halloween costumes. I guess he I did. Mean, that would be I think a lot of people thing. did dress like him. It's yeah. right there. You don't even have to think.
8: Tucker's going on and on, and I, and I love Tucker Carlson, and now I've shut him off three consecutive nights. Because I know about this already. I get it. Why would you bring this up if you're a Republican anyway? All this does is give the Democrats more firepower. Because, you know, how many Republicans Tucker Carlson played last night that took him to task? Now, we know they're all rhinos. They're all no good. Mitt Romney is a traitor. I get it. I got that already. And the other uh, five or six or seven people he played. But why give these people any ammunition? It was dead. It was over. We're moving on. And now Tucker Carlson, because he got this video, breathes life into this. And this guy that no one cares about, say it or not, nobody cares about, is garnering sympathy at 8 o'clock every night on Fox News. And now I'm annoyed because I don't want to watch it. Go back and talk about something important like Americans getting uh, assassinated in Mexico or inflation or the border. Stop with Hunter Biden and stop with January 6th until something happens. Well, wait a second, Sid. How do you expect something to happen if people like Miranda and Tucker don't uncover the truth? They already have for years, years of this. Nothing new other than this guy's being detained for too long. You know what? How many black people are in prison right now for 40 years for dealing pot? All right? 40 years. Donald Trump got Alice Johnson out with the help of Kim kardashian she was in jail forever, forever, for dealing pot. So don't tell me about people who go to prison for too long, and there's a ton of those cases, a ton of them. Does that make
4: any sense here, Lou? Or? Uh, yeah, probably about 40%. Is that what it is? No. I, I 40%? If, and I think it's mainly you don't feel that good, and you. Uh, yeah. Well, well, your voice sounds kind of sexy.
8: It does? Um Yeah. So if you put on Tucker Carlson and you saw him talking about this January 6th.
4: Or Hunter Biden. Or Hunter up, Biden. How,
8: how long? would you're, you're out. You're out. Okay. Out. What about you, Macedonia, I'm Phil?
1: I'm not turning on the channel in the first place. I'm not. I'm you're not, not a big there. Tucker Carlson fan? Well, I, not even uh, him personally. It's, uh, the, I have enough politics eight hours a day when I work here. Once right. I, once how, I leave here, it's, it's eight hours a day? Actually, more than that. Probably like nine. Yeah. Well, you get me for four hours. Who else? I don't do four hours of politics, thank God. That's all we get no. Great yeah, I guess, but you know. Uh after you use Killmead, I I sit in through Me show. Yeah. It's mostly political. Right. And it's Curtis. Uh his is I guess half political, half local stupid. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> half you. Right. And then um I am here for a little bit of Greg Kelly, so that's <sighs> right. political.
8: Ooh. Well, Greg Kelly, all you gotta do is, is read uh, Donald Trump's truth social account. That's his show. Whatever Trump said yesterday, whatever Trump, you know, whatever Trump ate for dinner last night, whatever TV show Trump watched, whatever music Trump listens to, whatever Trump says, that's the Greg Kelly show. That's it. You're fired.
4: Yeah.
1: I just got enough politics here. I don't need to go home and turn on the TV and watch. That's where I relax. You
8: got to get away. Trump actually did a video on Truth Social yesterday about ballot harvesting. And a couple of guys and ladies have made the point on this show, and they're right about this. If Republicans want to win, we got to play by their rules. Why is it that only Democrats ballot harvest? Why don't we do the same thing? Right, if you're really concerned about rigged elections, and maybe you should be, maybe you should, then why not do the same thing that they do? Why not? So what Trump, I think you have this video, Lewis. Trump did this video on Truth Social, I guess, yesterday, saying, hey, if they're going to do it,
9: We're gonna do it too. The radical left Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel out your vote and walk away with elections that they never should have won. They cheat and they cheat like nobody's ever cheated before. Many states have banned ballot harvesting to keep our elections honest and fair, but in the states where ballot harvesting is still legal, we have no choice but to beat the Democrats at their own game. It's very simple. Either we start ballot harvesting or you can say goodbye to our country. You can just wave goodbye because Democrats would win every single election. We have to get smart and that's why our campaign will fight back and start harvesting ballots in the states where the left has been cheating the system and hurting our country. But our harvested ballots will only come from legal registered voters who are American citizens. With your help, we will master the Democrats' game of ballot harvesting, and we will win back the White House from Joe Biden and the people that are destroying our country. They're absolutely destroying America. Thank you very much.
8: So I got good news for you, Macedonia, Bill, There's not one now, but there are two stories, two that have the NBA, your favorite sport, Knickerbocker is back on the court tonight after snapping that nine-game win streak at the hands of the lowly Charlotte Hornets in Sacramento for the Kings. Two stories where the NBA and news intersect. One involves Memphis Grizzlies star Jay Morant and the other former NBA All-Star, many times, Sean Kemp, involved in a drive-by shooting, and I will tell you, That it's such a huge story that CNN has already used it in the first 10 minutes of their morning show. So what is the story with former
1: NBA All-Star Sean Kemp? I didn't dive too deep in it. I just saw the uh, headline that he was involved. He's linked to a shooting. I think it was in, I don't remember where it was. I have no information on it. Okay. I just saw. I just saw the headline. Thanks for the details. Yeah, man. We, we, I, listen, I'm focused on the basketball part of things. to start bl- flaring guns around. That's that's where I tune in. Well, but what about Jay
8: Morant? Is he gonna? Is he out for the
1: year? Or what's no, the deal they, with that? He said he's gonna be uh, uh, away from the team for at least four more games. Four more games. Yeah. yeah. So that's six altogether. I mean,
8: How do you feel about uh, the uh, Jim Bayheim You know, I know a lot of people in this business. Syracuse has a great communication school. What's it called? Uh, Morehead or Morehouse? Morehouse, I think. And um, everybody went there. Mike Tirico, Bob Costas, Marv Albert, Albert, Ian Eagle, Craig Carton, uh, Steve Goldstein. There's a million guys who went to uh, Syracuse. But their coach, Jim Boeheim, coached there for 47 years, folks. Imagine that, being so dedicated to your craft that you stay in one place for 47 years and they had great success in the big east they've been an team now for many years but he's won national championships been to a ton of final fours won a bunch of 20 games close to 50 i think and then after losing in very dramatic fashion yesterday to wake forest he was out it was like so unceremonious he's got the guys like he's like coach k he's like dean smith he's one of the all-time greats but it was like okay see i'm done what?
1: What happened there, uh, Phil? I it, it was kind of a long time coming, too. People were expecting him to retire for a couple of years now. Yeah. And it, it when I saw yesterday, I wasn't even shocked to be honest cuz it was being teased for a couple of years. People were okay. expecting. He's old, and 47 years is a long time for to do anything. So get rid of him, right? I I don't know about yeah. get rid of him, but I mean, right. t- I think it's kind of adds to your point, too that you Old made, people. Yeah, just boot him out. It's kind of <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, Frank t- Marano yes. checks
8: in. He's right. Yeah, yeah. It's called Newhouse. Thank you, Frank. Right. Go Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
4: I what is it? I was in complete shock. I went over to the Hunter Biden laptop. As as <laughs> <such shock. laughs> Sorry, Phil. What do
1: you want I, to ask? I, me, I, Phil? I think this just adds to your point. Of what you said the other day about like college basketball kind of losing its identity. Like that's another figure face, figurehead of the sport. that no, you like, right. You associate with NCAA college basketball, Jim Bayham, Everyone yeah. like that. You grew up while, with Jim Bayham as the coach of Syracuse. It's, I did. Yes. I did too. So it's yeah. it's you know another. Famous coach, and it's just another forgetful thing about college basketball.
8: Yeah, now Adrian Autry, who played for Beheim at Syracuse and has been on the coaching staff for about 10 years, he's an ex-coach. But you're right. no, Mike Krzyzewski and Jim Beheim, the last couple of years, those are two pillars of college basketball history, and they are done. And then you used to see,
4: like, Karnaseka and Georgetown. Oh, Oh, that was uh, John Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. You just see the same ones. It's back to your point about the players. They don't stay. You know, now you don't know the coaches. No, it's a mess. Too bad. It's
8: a mess. I know St. John's won yesterday. Anderson is still the coach there. But uh, who knows? Wasn't a great regular season. And we'll see how far St. John's advances in the Big East 20 in an effort to get to the NCAA March Madness
4: tournament, I'll tell you who's not in a good mood today. That was Joe Nolan. He is why Seton Hall lost. Yeah, yeah, just in a not in a great oh, God, fashion. Who cares? But, well, I just Nobody want to warn, warn you. Me just yeah. and it was controversial that they I saw that, that last yeah. play about yeah. thirty times in the goaltending. I didn't called. watch it. You know why? You don't care.
8: No, I was celebrating International she- Women's Day. My wife, my beautiful wife Danielle, came home from Japan last night and uh, i celebrated it in uh, sid rosenberg fashion
4: oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give it why you it an inkling. It was or, so good i have uh, no
1: idea what you're talking about could yeah, you explain I no i don't know are you laughing either. what's so funny yeah. <laughs> i'm going miss out on the joke you know I, I actually i bought her flowers earlier
8: in the day I, w- I was walking through brookfield and i decided i'm going to buy her six roses for the six major marathons that she's completed to get the Abbott Trophy. Well done. Six nice. different oh. color roses, a wow. white one, a yellow one, a red one.
4: How'd that go?
8: It went great. But I went to the girl, and this one girl was very busy. And she goes, you know, I see you here all the time. You bought roses a bunch of times. I want to give you a good deal, but holidays are difficult. I go, today's a holiday? She goes, it's International Women's Day. I'm like, oh, my God, I just did a four-hour show on that. I forgot all about it. So all these guys are buying flowers, for their ladies yesterday, and I guess it was a holiday, International Women's Day, and she sold out of flowers.
1: It's funny you text me that. My girlfriend texted me yesterday saying, is there anything you want to tell me? And I said, uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, that's a very vague statement. Right. Well, I that's like, scary, actually. And I was
8: like, happy that, By the way, that, that's almost accusatory. I
7: know. I
1: was, yeah. I was, that's why I was like shaking hold of my phone. I was like, what did I do? What did I, do? I was like, <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. And I was like, "Happy International Women's Day!" And she's like, "Thanks." And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Did you buy her something?
8: No. Do, you didn't do anything, right? Nope. Right. No. Just yeah. a simple Happy text. Happy Wednesday! You're a <laughs> hopeless romantic. You really are. They'll make movies about you one <laughs> they, day, Phil. They, <laughs> they don't build them <laughs> yeah. like this anymore.
4: Revolutionize the relationships. <laughs>
8: <laughs> 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 oh, we got a huge show coming your way today. I'm actually really excited to do this show today. Seven forty. He, he's here every Thursday. Judge Andrew Napolitano always does a great job. Coming up at 8.05, everybody, the legend, the icon with Daniel Jones signing with the Giants. Will Aaron Rodgers sign with the Jets. We'll talk to WFAN legend, my former partner, Joe Beningo, coming up at 8.05. The ratings master of the week, the great Bill O'Reilly, coming up at 8.40. 9.05, my man, my main man, always entertaining. Bo Dietl, live in studio. And then coming up at 9.30, the after-Oscar show with Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest is a huge deal. The producer of that show for like 40 years, Gelman, makes his debut on the Sid Rosenberg Show coming up at 9.30 this morning. The number is always 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Off to a great start. Thursday, Sid and Friends in the Morning, only right here with you 2 on Talk Radio 77. WABC
10: is that a disgrace or what?
2: Sit in Friends in the Morning, seventy seven WABC.
8: Hi, this took me back to uh, last night, Chipotle with Gabriel. Next door to Gristides. If uh, John Katsimatidis and Margo and um, Parisi are listening. Joe Parisi, the Gristides down in Battery Park. Because that's me now, Mr. Battery Park, you know. I was uh, Mr. Wall Street for about two years down on Hanover Square. Then I became uh, Mr. Upper West Side. When I say Mr. Upper West Side, they hated me like the Democrats and some Republicans, hate Trump. Hated me. I was on all kinds of lists in my building all over the community. But Mr. Upper West Side for four years. Then I went to Rockaway, Bell Harbor, and I really am, all kidding aside, Mr. Bell Harbor. They revere uh, revere me there. And then the uh, the House blew up, basically. And um, Mr. Midtown, for about two months, going back and forth between hotels, and now Mr. Battery Park. I mean, every day, I got to say this, New Yorkers have this reputation for being kind of callous and nasty, and there's not a day that goes by because I'm in and out of Brookfield Plaza twice a day. I come home, Gene drives me in the morning, but I come home, I walk through Brookfield Plaza, and every day I make my way to New York Sports Club on 33rd and Park, and I take the four or five train. From Brookfield Plaza I walk through Westfield through Brookfield every day and some days on multiple occasions somebody stops me to tell me how much they love me love the show blah 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 and could not be nicer I think New Yorkers they get a uh, they got a bad rep and it's not right I've lived in other cities I've lived in other states there are people who are phony see New Yorkers aren't phony that's the difference And so they come off kind of rough, abrasive. They're just not phony. Like I lived in Boca Raton, which is basically Long Island on steroids. And they don't care if you had throat cancer and died today. They couldn't care less. But they act as if they do. New Yorkers, we just say, no, I don't care. I mean, if I I love you, I love you, but uh, I don't care. And I like that about New York. That's why it's my favorite city, and that's why I'm the only schmuck who, near the age of 50, came north. Again, I always make this analogy. I know you appreciate this, Lou. When I was a kid, I would watch Schoolhouse Rock on Saturday mornings.
4: Three is a magic number.
8: Very good. Or lolly, 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 lolly. get your adverb here. Thank you. Remember that one? Thank you. And they would do all these chromatic, you know, grammar stuff, and, and there was one for exclamation point. And, you know, there was one guy at a, studium, a stadium, he was the only guy rooting for the other team. Hooray! I'm rooting for the other team. He would jump up right, right. <laughs> So, So, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Sometimes I feel that way, of course, like I'm rooting for the other team. But it's what I like about New York, man. Everybody is real here, and they don't. Um,
4: they don't put on sides. You like that about New York? The, I'll I'll say as much as I've uh, uh, dumped on it the last year or so. With the when you go to the places you go to day in and day out, when you see the same people, it's 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 very cool because they get they know you and you have it. You develop a relationship, and New York has that thing. Hey, no, no, no! I'll take. Let me take care of it for you. I right. got it. I got it. All right. right. So how are you doing? All right. I'm good. How are you doing? Coffee, gonna kind of come a coffee, picking up a paper or parking your car, uh going in getting a sandwich. They f- people know you and yeah. it's cool.
8: How about taking it a step further? How about if you're Tom Sullivan, who I hope is listening right now in um Breezy Point? How about running into burning buildings, throwing people on your shoulders? Forget if that was that. poker, they'd be like, Hold on a second. What time is uh tennis today, honey?
4: We'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah, hopefully the building doesn't fall down. I got tennis at one. And I'm kind of joking, but not really. No, you got the gr- great police, great fire departments, great—they uh, are—they are, they are New York, man. They are here. That's the great thing of New York. That's for sure. One of the
8: many great things. Yes. Along with the Mets and— uh,
4: <laughs> Right behind You there. know what I
8: haven't been in a long time is a deli. Now, when my father, God rest his soul, Harvey, who I miss desperately, when he was alive— we would always go to the deli, some deli, because that was his favorite food. I can see my dad right now with the coleslaw dripping down the right side of his face, mustard from his corned beef sandwich on the left side of his face, ketchup from his french fries. For some reason, that hit his forehead every time. He was a mess, my father. But he loved it. He loved it. So there's, uh, there was a place on King's Highway in Brooklyn for many years that we loved. It was called Edelman's. My buddy Anthony ran that place. Then... My father would frequent a place, which is still open, in Mill Basin, the Mill Basin Deli. And living in the city, I'm pretty sure I saw this the other day. I think I walked by the 2nd Avenue Deli, but it didn't make sense because it wasn't on 2nd Avenue. It was on 1st Avenue, but it's called the 2nd Avenue Deli. How does that make any sense, Lou? How is the 2nd Avenue Deli on 1st Avenue? (laughs) <laughs> just a thought. I, well, maybe they moved it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's part of the New York thing. And I always work. want to go to Katz's downtown, but the line—it just looks like it's way too much.
4: It's a great place. It is. Yeah, yeah it is a great place. But you—you—you you, got to know what you do. You go up to the counter, and they're cut, they cut the stuff right in front of you. It's great. Yeah.
8: We don't have a place in uh, by Austin Rockaway. That's a good deli, do we? You have to go to
4: Brooklyn. Mm, you got to go to yeah, uh, Mill Basin. Yeah, I re- I'm trying to think. uh, Okay. I I remember a place in Astoria when I lived there. Near FAN, Oh, like a real Jewish deli? It was no, it was like it, it was like Italian Greek. No, Greek, that's a salumeria. I want a Jewish deli. I want to get my corned oh, beef, my pastrami. Right. I just, I'm talking the, the a, deli that I, I went to. I want a bowl of kreplach soup. This guy was great. The old guy he would come around from the counter. There'd yeah. be a line of people, and he would make little things for you to eat while you waited. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was that's a, nice. That's the cool yeah. thing about a deli. Yeah. You oh, know. what
8: free food? Of course. Are you
4: sure you're not Jewish? No, I could be. (laughs) Down the line, whatever.
8: I got to talk to Noam quickly. Um, I know Jews will flock to delis for the matzo ball soup. See, to me, I never enjoyed wonton soup. I find it to be incredibly boring. It's like drinking urine. So when I go to a Chinese restaurant, (laughs) I only get the hot and sour soup. Same thing with matzo ball soup. It's boring. So I love kreplak soup. And for folks who don't know what that is... Kreplach is basically
5: like the Jewish wonton, but there's meat inside there. Yeah, it's tastier. Isn't it much better? Oh, much better. And by the way, at Katz's, this is how you get through the line is you got to go with, like, f- a couple singles or a $5 bill, and you go up to the counter where they're making the sandwich, yeah. and you hand one of the guys who's cutting the pastrami or the um, corned beef a $5 bill, and you will get your sandwich long before anybody else does. you got to like, pay God. it basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, like sounds, protection money, like the like, mob.
4: Sounds like McSorley's. <laughs> it does, I table. know. Yeah, same idea.
8: What if I just walked to the front of the line and said, I'm Sid Rosenberg? That might work, too, yeah. The old Reese Witherspoon. Don't you know who I am? (laughs) Uh, Traffic is coming up next. But right now it's time for the 77 WABC minicast clip of the day. Get the whole story in under 10 New York minutes. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is my man, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I love Frank. And here he's talking with Dr. Sky.
4: Is this true? <laughs> That's what it says. I, mm. I, he's been on before. This is just t- pretty craziness. <laughs> Frank
8: asked Dr. Sky so about...
4: doctor!
8: <laughs> total solar eclipses. Here's Frank and Dr. Sky.
9: How rare are total solar eclipses. Well, this is an answer that's really
6: interesting. If you were to stand, well, let's say, in downtown Manhattan or anywhere that. where the people are listening right now all across the world, the totality re- recurrence of an eclipse is probably once in that same spot every three hundred years. Stop this for one second. See, when the guy
8: comes on, this is a doctor, and he says, this is an answer that is really interesting, then he puts the pressure on himself to be really interesting. Because now you're going, okay, he promised me This is going to be really interesting. So keep that in mind and play this one more time.
4: (laughs) It's going to be really interesting.
10: How rare are
9: total solar eclipses?
10: Well, this is an answer that's really interesting. If you were to stand, let's say, in
6: downtown Manhattan or anywhere where the people are listening right now all across the world, the totality recurrence of an eclipse is probably once in that same spot every 300 and some years, 370 years, I've even heard. So the people in southern southern Illinois, by a place called Carbondale in Marion, (laughs) Illinois, they had a central pass of the deepest totality back in 2017, and they're going to get it again, which is quite unusual. This
2: is Sid on Sports. Oh, my goodness! Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC.
0: Well, Justin, I'll look here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update once I get Sidney Rosenberg's finger out of my face and mouth. Excuse me. Sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best built Boilers. Big East tournament got underway yesterday at Madison Square Garden, starting with eight seed St. John's matchup with number nine seed Butler, in which St. John's prevailed to move on by a score of seventy-six to sixty-three. Next up was the seven seed Seton Hall, taking on the ten-seed DePaul, which saw DePaul pull off the last second 66 to 65 upset to uh to bump the pirates from the tournament wrapping things up in last night's 8 p.m time slot was a six seed in villanova making easy work of the number 11 seed georgetown oyas burying them by a decisive score of 80 to 48 st john's will be right back at it at noon eastern time today looking to give number one seed marquette a run for their money following that game will be five seed providence taking on four seed UConn at 230 then 10 seed depaul versus two seed xavier at 7 p.m and finally six seed villanova against three seed creighton tonight at 9 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Also of note regarding college basketball, as previously mentioned, the Syracuse's uh, after Syracuse's 77 to 74 loss to. You can't Wake really say
4: Syracuse
8: so
0: well. Well, Syracuse's Syracuse's. Yeah, but hard time. It's that. tough. It's not. It's not really a, tough. No, there's something wrong with you. So Should I go with Syracuse Oranges? That's fine. Oh, After the Orange's 77-74 to loss to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament, it was announced that Hall of Famer Jim Boeheim will not be returning as the men's basketball coach after 47 years. He took Syracuse to the NCAA tournament on 35 occasions and advanced to the Final Four in five of those trips, winning the national title in 2003. He has 58 official NCAA tournament wins, which ranks fourth all time. Now to the NBA, where it seems like the dust is finally settling with the John Morant situation out in Memphis. The point guard will not face Chris criminal charges stemming from his Instagram live video in which he appeared to display a handgun at a nightclub the Glendale, Colorado Police Department announced yesterday, shortly after that announcement the Grizzlies announced that Morant will be away from the team for at least four or more games and local action tonight to look forward to Rangers are out in Montreal taking on the Canadians at 7pm, Islanders are at 7pm as well out in Pittsburgh skating with the Penguins and the Devils also a 7pm puck drop in Washington against the Capitals on the Hardwood, the Nets are out in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks at 8pm and the Knicks will tip it off with the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento at 10 p.m. Here with sports, again, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best-built boilers, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Boy,
2: this is Sid and Friends in the Morning.
3: Friends, how many of us have
2: 77 WABC.
3: Wake up. Oh.
10: Don't think, uh, think, think Gators My Detroit players Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn Dead right,
3: if they head right Biggie there and I Papa been school since days of under rules Never lose, never choose to Bruce, Bruce, who? Do something to us Talk, go through do us it.
10: Girls to us Wanna do us Screw us Who us? Yeah, Popper and Pop Close like stars he
8: 26 like years ago today clutch. on this I day.
10: day. Today
8: being March the 9th 1997, rapper Big E Smalls, the notorious B.I.G., was killed in Los Angeles, shot in the face. I like this song. I liked him, actually. I know Tupac was uh, the more talented of the two, but Big E's Brooklyn, and so it'll always be um, my guy. 26 years ago today, Big E murdered out in Los Angeles. You know, before I get to these cuts... On this uh, January 6th nonsense. One of the things that annoys me, too, and not much, uh, as you know, uh, Lewis, annoys me. I, it's very yeah. little.
4: Yeah. Very little. I, Just I'm don't
8: surprised. bang on the damn desk. All right? Just don't bang on the desk. God. <laughs> okay. Jesus. So um, the uh, the listeners, who for the most part are, are beautiful people, and certainly uh, we have a lot of them. But for some reason, they think they have ownership of the show or the station, and they don't. They don't understand. So when somebody is no longer here, for example, the listeners feel like they need an explanation. So I have to tell you that there's been three or four people over the last couple of years and a couple recently that are no longer here. And for some reason, I get bombarded almost every day with, where are they? And, they and they get
4: I'm mad. like, and they get mad.
8: Yeah, I'm like, dickface. If somebody gets fired or leaves by their own accord at your company today, do I call you and ask, "Hey, where's Jimmy?" It's none of your business. While they're here, whoever they are, enjoy them. And when they're gone, for whatever the reason, you don't deserve an explanation. Stop asking me where's blah blah blah. I don't know. I don't care. I love everybody who works with me. There's not been, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. There's a couple of people I don't really love, but <laughs> come on. I don't make those decisions. I don't hire. I don't fire. And whenever the company does it, there's always a good reason. Or somebody leaves for a better opportunity. God bless them. But you don't deserve any explanation. You're a listener. That's it. I know you feel like you own the show. Oh, without us, you are not ratings. You can't. Stop. Because as soon as you leave, somebody else will put it on. You're not that important. I'm not going to explain to you everything that happens at this station. I don't even know, no. to be no. honest. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Here's what I know. Four hours every morning, this is the best show, bar none, in New York City. In fact, four hours any time of the day, this is far and away the best show in New
4: York City. Nothing comes close. That's all I care about. So stop asking me. I, you know, it really reminds me. I don't know if I ever told you this. Way back in FAN, you had been there for a while. Yeah. And then you We're gone. T- you took a break. Like <laughs>
8: well, I was yeah, either we're... in rehab or
4: jail, or right. uh, how, however it was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of the reasoning behind it were like people were concerned and at work. And I remember uh, after the show once in the newsroom. You know, we would all pick up the phone. A listener called. It was transferred into the newsroom. And the guy was nice in the beginning and said, oh, oh, oh hey, Lou. Uh, so uh, what is going on with Sid? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Where is he? Right. And he started to get. Belligerent. Mad and yeah. belligerent. Like, yeah. where is he? And I remember just saying, well, he's taking some personal time. So that's all I know. Yeah. That's it. That's all. It wasn't I... good enough. Yeah. Oh, that's all I know. Right. And he. I can tell you, he he's he, he he'll be fine. We, oh, you know, and that's it. That's all I know. He's, but he's, but he's taking time. Well, well something's going on. <laughs> the guy he started getting really like something. You're not telling us. Yeah. You got to tell us. Yeah. And I said, no, not. And I tried to stay calm. I said, no, there's not really. I don't have to tell you anything. anything. Right. No. I don't – and I did the same thing. I said, if something happens at your job, I don't call you right. and ask what's going it's on. No it's no pers- different. It's personal. Of course. It's personal. It's not my business. Well, you, no, you are obligated to tell okay. what's going on. And I, we're concerned. I went, I appreciate your concern, but yeah. I'll tell you something. It's yeah. this, is, this is personal business, and that's all I can tell and you. And these people uh, –
8: got uh, really mad. I love that story because <laughs> that's what – going- they're not even concerned. They're just troublemakers. Something like that. They're it's, just troublemakers. Really they're like, weird. why did you get rid of this person? Well, we didn't. They left. Yeah, but 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 now the station's not good anymore. Really? <laughs> really stupid? Really? So they're not concerned. They're just troublemakers. But they just want to know something. Yeah, I'm I... a radio junkie. I started calling into Mike and the mayor dog when I was like twelve years old. And people come and go. I never called and said, What happened to, to Steve Summers? I'm,
4: what are you talking about? It's none of your business. <laughs> just, yes, stuff that just never made sense to me. I, 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 okay, uh, I don't have to tell you though. I, I no, it's I, I. I could say he's all right. Is that he's okay, okay for you? Right. Is yeah. that is that okay? I, not good enough?
8: No. Yeah. No, somebody. There's no. a rumor going on that he. You're, that you're he was in Atlantic something. City Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> My uh, cousin Audra Orbus checks in. Formerly Audra Krell, Audra Arbuse, and she says uh, Lido Kosher Deli. The Lido Kosher Deli. And Corey Zelnick checks in and said uh, it is true that the 2nd Avenue Deli on 33rd Street is on 1st Avenue. So, makes no sense. Anyway, um, I do want to cover some of this January 6th stuff. Although I said to Lou this morning, I started the show saying I'm annoyed with Tucker Carlson. Because in my opinion, he has distinguished himself as far and away. It's not even close. The best cable TV personality in the business. He is today what Bill O'Reilly was. Not as good, but that's what he is today. And when he goes on these, these stories like this January 6th stuff or the Hunter Biden stuff, he loses me. I'm done with it. I'm done with both. The country's done with both. Until there is some real news, real repercussions for Hunter Biden, I just want it to go away. I'm sick of hearing about January 6th. Because I'm on record saying time and time again, I think it's the most exaggerated day in the history of the country. But, but, I do get upset with these Republican politicians who go after Tucker Carlson. I expect it from Chuck Schumer, because he's a pussy and a waste. But when Republicans go after my guy Tucker, I do get upset. I do. But these are not real Republicans, Like I was saying to Andrew Giuliani yesterday, you can't get mad at Mitch McConnell. That's who he is. If Donald Trump did that, oh, my God. Right? If Mike Mike Pence did do that. (laughs) But Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, Thune, they're all consistent. They're rhinos. I know I hate that word, but that's what they are. Lindsey Graham, another one of those guys. Don't forget Lindsey Graham all well, the nice things he said about Trump over the last couple of years was a never-Trumper. Right there, side-by-side with my cousin, Norm Coleman. So here are some of these uh, backstabbing losers, Thune, Kramer, and Grassley, reacting to Tucker Carlson's January 6th investigation tapes. Again, for me, I don't want to hear about it. I'm bored by it. It's an old story. I'm not mad at Tucker. I think Tucker is the best. I'm just not watching but these guys are mad at him. This is cut number 22. There were a lot of people uh, in the Capitol at the time, who uh, I
10: think were scared for their lives. So uh, you can, you know, however you want to describe it, but it was a, uh, it was an attack on the Capitol.
11: I think that breaking through glass windows and doors to get into the United States Capitol against the orders of police is, is a crime. The point is, what
12: happened that day shouldn't have happened.
8: The last uh, part is exactly right. What happened that day should not have happened, and that's why even though this guy is being detained way too long, it really is way too long, I don't have this overwhelming amount of sympathy because if he was ever in that building in the first place, I can promise you he wouldn't be in prison. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. What a guest list we've got today. Judge Angelo Napolitano. FAN legend icon Joe Beningo Will Aaron Rodgers be a jet. We'll find out today. Bill O'Reilly, Bo Deedle, and the famous producer for nearly 40 years of
10: Live
8: with Kelly and Seacrest Gelman makes his debut on Sitting Friends in the Morning coming up at 9 30. A very exciting three hours about to come your way on New York's number one talk show. That's us, Sitting Friends in the Morning. We'll be right back.
2: Love your flashy ways uh guesses why they're broken you're 77 WABC. This is sitting friends in the morning. So no, I get by with a little help from my
3: friends. In your side, I'll wait for you. Slight of hand and twist of fate on a bed of nails, she makes me wait, and I wait without you. Without you Through the storm We reach the shore
8: With or without you, The Joshua Tree, one of the great U2 albums, 36 years ago today. 36 years ago today, The Joshua Tree. I like this part. Make this loud a little. Come on. Let's rock and roll, in New York City. Come on. 36 years ago today, The Joshua Tree, 26 years ago today, as I mentioned earlier. Biggie Smalls was murdered out in Los Angeles by Suge Knight. Undoubtedly, Suge killed everybody. Suge killed Tupac. He killed Biggie and miss All three.
4: Yeah, you just don't know it yet, and we're not allowed to tell you.
8: Remember when we're Suge good. was in studio and the Iron Man was like, uh, he thought it was like so cool. He's like, I'm down with these uh, with the bad boys now. Yeah. I got Suge Knight in the studio <laughs> what <a> on motherfucker. <laughs> right, one of scarier
4: yeah. individuals. Oh you can my ever, god, ever being. He just scared you. I hated when he
8: came into the studio. I hated it. Oh. Hated it. That man said, "Look at me now. I'm, oh, a... I'm tough. Yeah. Got cred." I just, you know, I get a, uh, a kick out of these. Uh, back to the listeners again for a second.
4: <laughs> yeah. This is Phil's favorite part.
8: Well, they, you know, they 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 get on me. They they say that I'm a narcissist, which is funny because these are the same listeners that are still here from the I Miss days, and when a person refers to himself or herself by a nickname. And then gets angry if you don't say it. Is there a bigger narcissist than that? I mean, I remember once, I've been working for Don for a long time, and I called him Don. And he's like, You never ever. Why? I'm the I Man. Well, you tell me what is more narcissistic than that. Refer to me by my nickname.
4: You needed to ask that question? I mean,
8: please. <laughs> but that was okay. I just, I don't get it. What do I know? Uh, Great guest list coming up. (laughs) Judge Napolitano, 740, 805, legendary WFAN midday host, Joe Beningo, started his midday career with me, and uh, the biggest Jet man in New York, and the Giants gave Daniel Jones a ton of money, and will the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, all that good stuff coming up at 805. 825, Noam's Nuggets, 840, Bill O'Reilly, 905 in studio, the great Bo Deedle, and then Gelman from Live with Kelly and Ryan coming up at 9.30. they got the after Oscar show. So, you know, Gene drives me to work every morning in the cab. And uh, they run the same thing. I don't know. I guess it's Channel 7. I don't know. And what they did was Kelly, my friend Kelly Ripper, and uh, Ryan Seacrest, that louse. He's on his way out. Mark Consuelas is going to take over. But they um, they did like a spoof on all the movies that are up the Academy Award, and they put themselves in it. So I guess one of the movies, uh, which, of course, the Oscars come your way on Sunday night, is about Tammy Faye Baker. Remember her? Her and uh, Jim Baker, the TV evangelist. So it's Kelly Ripper playing Tammy Faye. The first one they did dated all the way back to years ago, A Star is Born. And in that one, Ryan Seacrest plays Bradley Cooper, and Kelly Ripper plays Lady Gaga. And I got to say, it's cute. I I hate to say it, but it's cute. And all the movie stuff they did this year is actually kind of cute. So, Gelman will make his debut on this show coming up at 9.30. And that'll mean that we've got two-thirds. Kelly Rip a couple of months ago, Gelman today, yet to get the guy on the show. I had Regis many, many times, but he's long dead, God rest his soul. And like I said, Seacrest is on the way out. So the question is, do we get more Consuelos? Which I think we will at some point. That's all I want to do. I don't care about really enough. No. I don't even want so. Trump anymore. This one, Consuelos. <laughs> Not really. Uh, hopefully, the president will be on sometime in the next couple of weeks. I got Joe Tacopino working hard on that one Endless, Liz But I want to get back to the um, the Mexico story. So these four Americans end up in Mexico via South Carolina through Texas with North Carolina plates. And uh, one of them, if not all of them, want to get a tummy tuck. Why they had to go to Mexico, I guess it's cheaper. But we've been saying this for years. You go to Mexico, and I mean the nice parts. Acapulco, Cancun, the nice parts. You go there, you are literally taking your life into your hands, let alone whatever that town is called. What was it called when they got killed? Matadora, I, I, I don't even know the name of this. Where, where is this place? Now, maybe they got lost. I don't even know. And I think the cartels thought there was somebody else. At least that's been the news report mistaken identity. So, this white van with these four Americans pull into the city. They see the van. They start shooting. And next thing you know, two people are dead. The other two are kidnapped. And one gets injured,
4: one is okay, and now they're home. But you got to be nuts. It sounds like one of these Showtime movies. It really does. Like Hostel or something where you're going into an area just just to see, oh, I hear it's really cool there and the sights and I can get some. Why would you go there for a medical procedure? Uh, it makes no sense.
8: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, probably, to to you know why? Because it's probably 20 bucks well, In America, it's probably well, 20000 It's probably $20 in Mexico. Well,
4: then you're going to get a $20- procedure.
8: If you're lucky. (laughs) These guys died. They died.
4: They got killed. What what are you doing there? My God, please.
8: (laughs) It's kind of like the guy in the the, the Capitol. You know, you're complaining about being in prison for four years, which is unjust. No question about it. No question about it. But don't go to the building. Don't go inside.
4: I was thinking about going to the Afghanistan caves this (laughs) summer. I think the – because the climate's usually kind of nice and you get a, a good tan. Same thing.
8: Same thing. So now, so now what the Americans want is – well, first of all, you know, the, the narrative – and I agree with this. I agree with this – is the reason why this is happening and the cartels are being empowered and basically taking over a whole bunch of territory is because of the president's – this administration's – lack of leadership at the border both the northern and southern border. There's no question that Biden's border policies, unraveling the great job that Donald Trump did, and it was great, it was great, his policies have made it easier for the cartels to do what they want to do, on top of the hundreds of thousands of fentanyl deaths that are happening every year. We know all this already, right? We know this. But here's the thing. Like Rambo, for example. That guy sliced alone. He doesn't exist. You know, Chuck Norris. You ever see these movies We got POWs in Vietnam for like 40 years? Like John McCain, he must have watched this and been like, a, where were you guys when I needed you? God rest his soul. But we don't have those types of guys. we got these great SEAL teams. I know they, they killed Bin Laden. They do amazing stuff all the time. But some of these politicians want to see us go in there and start rounding up these cartel guys and killing them. And I think that's a great idea. But the White House, they won't even categorize the cartel as a terrorist group. What? What else do they have to do to be considered a terrorist group? Murdering people in really vicious fashion. Shooting them, cutting them up. I mean vicious. And then supplying drugs that also kill hundreds of thousands. What else? does this group have to do to be considered a terrorist group? And yet, this dope KJP and the administration don't talk about it. I, I just, uh, no, no, I, no, 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 I, I don't get it. So now, on one hand, I got a guy like Lindsey Graham, who I like, who Tucker Carlson, who I love, is peppering last night, because Lindsey is one of those Republicans who was angry with Tucker Carlson. I don't know if Lindsey said cancel the show like Chuck Schumer did. So now I, I don't know how to feel about some of these guys, you know. Like, I've never liked Mitch McConnell. I know he fell down yesterday. He's in the hospital. I hope he's okay. But he's one of the most, you know, he's a disloyal, backstabbing bastards the Republicans have ever seen. Him, Paul Ryan, all these guys. Lindsey, you know, kind of goes back and forth. He hates Trump one day, then he likes him. He, uh, he, but he's a warmonger, you know. He's like John Bolton, Lindsey Graham. You can't get enough war. So he wants us to go in there and uh, just start killing everybody. He said uh, yesterday, Mexico is a narco-terrorist state. He happens to be right about that. This is uh, Senator Lindsey Graham out of South Carolina, Lewis, cut number one.
13: Mexico is a safe haven. It is a narco-terrorist state. Um, The safe haven provides Mexican cartels the ability with impunity to deliver lethal doses of fentanyl into our nation. Uh, That is the leading cause of death of Americans from 18 to 45. So then he goes on to
8: say if this
13: was ISIS, for example,
8: that's a terrorist group, right? If this was them, our response to these murders would be nothing short of inadequate. Lindsey Graham Lewis, cut number two.
13: I think John and I believe that if there were an ISIS or al-Qaeda cell in Mexico that lobbed a rocket into Texas, we'd wipe them off the planet. They're doing that times thousands, and our response is inadequate.
8: Now, this is uh, some more Lindsey Graham. We're going to take action against these cartels. Cut number five.
13: Drug cartels in Mexico have been terrorizing Americans for decades. We're going to unleash the fury and might of the United States against these cartels. We're going to destroy their business model and their lifestyle because our national security and the security of the United States as a whole depends on us taking decisive action.
8: And then he talks about here, Lindsay about uh, categorizing these bastards. This is cut number six.
13: Senator Kennedy and I are going to join forces. We believe Democrats will be involved to label these organizations as foreign terrorist organizations under U.S. law. That's the top of the food chain. An FTO designation is the highest designation you can give a criminal terrorist enterprise that's not a nation state. What would it mean? It means that all the precursors coming for China, Chinese chemical companies and Chinese enterprises, would be subject to being prosecuted under U.S. law for providing material support to foreign terrorist organizations, something you can't do today. So we're going to open up the prosecution lane. He mentioned uh,
8: Senator Kennedy out of the great state of Louisiana a couple of times. So here he is. This is Senator John Kennedy talking about how Americans are being killed both in the United
12: States and Mexico. Cut number nine. A couple of things I think are undeniable. Number one, uh, Americans are being killed on both sides of the border. And uh, Americans are being, being addicted, certainly on our side of the border. Killed too,
8: And one more, Senator John Kennedy has no problem blaming, as he should, President Biden for this mess. Lou Rapino, cut number 10.
12: I don't mean any disrespect, but both President Biden and President Lopez Obrador, when it comes to the border and the drug cartels, have been sheep and sheep's clothing. And this has gone on long enough. Uh, if you have the will, we we in America have the ability to help President AMLO, as some call him, eradicate these drug cartels.
8: So there you have it, Lindsey Graham and John Kennedy. Enough is enough. Beautiful Tuesday morning, or well, Thursday, <laughs> here in New York City. we got rain and snow, I guess, on the way, according to Joe Nolan. So enjoy this one, folks. You too, with or without you. 36 years ago today, Joshua Tree, right here on New York's number one talk show. That's me, sitting friends in the morning, Talk Radio 77, WABC.
11: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Thursday, without partisan rancor, let's take a look at Monday's airing of the January 6th Capitol riot tape and do a true-false analysis. Number one, every protester who entered the U.S. Capitol on that day, January 6th, broke the law. True. Some of the protesters were peaceful after entering. True. Some were violent. True. The Fox News presentation downplayed the violent. True. Police officers died because of the riot. False with an explanation. Officer Brian Sicknick suffered a stroke and died shortly after the riot. But medically, the cause of death cannot be attributed to the protesters. President Biden, Attorney General Garland and numerous politicians Accused the Capitol trespassers of murder. True. So did members of Brian Sicknick's family. True. It is possible to understand the riot by watching the Fox edited tape. False. With 40,000 hours of video boiled down to a few minutes, just about any point could be made. Some MAGA conservatives believe the riot was not a serious issue. True. So Democrats say the riot was not a serious issue. False. Unlike conservatives who differ on the historical impact of the riot, all liberals believe it was an insurrection. And finally, President Trump directly caused the riot. False. That case remains weak. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on.
2: Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC.
3: a good friend of mine but lately something's changed It ain't hard to define jesse's got himself a girl and i want to make her mine and she's watching him with those eyes and she's loving with that body i just know it and he's holding her in his arms late late at night you know i wish that i had jesse's girl
8: like springfield dresses girl I'm so old. I remember Rick Springfield on General Hospital and John Stamos and Blackie he played. And you know, I never missed General Hospital. That was my uh, that was my favorite one. Eh? Luke and Laura and uh, Frisco and Felicia. The great Jack yeah, Wagner. Uh, what was he? Doctor Noah
1: Drake. He was very very good. Oh, Nicely God. done. the song's a little creepy. Not creepy, but like weird. What is this song? It is creepy. He's yeah. like he's like fawning over his best friend's girlfriend. It's weird. Why is that weird? What do you mean, why is that weird? I've had
8: friends the, before I married Danielle, who had girlfriends who not only did I want to bang, but I did bang.
4: Oh, there, there you go, Phil. <laughs> fine. Well, I guess <laughs> the
1: song is uh, fine. No, no. no issues
8: <laughs> then with this song. <laughs> yeah,
4: okay, fine.
1: <laughs> you know, I uh, started today's show by uh,
8: ripping into Tucker Carlson. Well, not ripping into him, but I made it very clear on this show that since Bill O'Reilly, my friend you just heard, who joined me at 8.40 this morning, is off television... Tucker Carlson's the best. And it's not even close. Hannity, Ingram. uh, Who else is on these uh, stations? I don't even know. They're all It's it's Tucker Carlson wins by 100 miles. He's better than Mika? You're right. She's close. Okay. Yeah. But he's doing himself a disservice. I, I, I can't shut his show off quick enough. Let me explain to you folks how to not get ratings. In radio. A little lesson for you. For you folks out there that are like, yeah, Tucker, way to go. Expose the truth. Let me explain to you how to not get ratings. Talk about January 6th and talk about Hunter Biden. Do those two things. You're guaranteed a 2.5. You know, I see both of you smiling on the other side of the glass because all I do, you know, we used to have this uh, Bernie and Sid, no BS, you know, and all I do is tell you the truth. I tell you real stuff. Now, some of you are so caught up in this political stuff, you can't help yourself. You, you sit there at night and you masturbate to Tucker Carlson and that nonsense, January 6th. Oh, close. But am I right? You want to get no ratings? Talk January 6th and talk Hunter Biden. You'll get a 2.5. You'll be Greg Kelly.
4: The best thing about the Hunter Biden laptop thing is in a few years, not now, yeah. in a few years, yeah. it'll be a good band name. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. But not now. Now nah. it's too. you hear it too much. Like I said,
8: go, what? Wake, what? Yeah, wake me up when they indict him. Then we can talk. But right now, I see one more picture of him smoking crack with a Russian, a Russian hooker. <laughs> really? I mean, and,
1: and Sean Hannity last night making jokes about him smoking crack. I mean, I mean come on. The more I see Hunter Biden, pictures of Hunter Biden smoking crack with hookers, the more I start to like him. I know. That's, that's the other thing. It you're right about that.
8: You're right about that, yeah.
1: Here's the other thing. If you're Tucker,
8: right, and you want Republicans to win, why would you even bring up January 6th? It's not like it was a great day for us. At the very least, at the very least, it was embarrassing. Now, yes, Bill O'Reilly just laid it out perfectly for you. They lied. Cops didn't die. It wasn't as bad as they made it sound. He's right about all that. I've said that. But at the end of the day, it was still a really embarrassing day. It was awful. And the president, who I love and I hope to God wins again, did a crappy job that day. He didn't instigate the riot, but he didn't stop it. So, why bring it up? Why? You're giving them more ammunition. You're making life easier for the Democrats on so many levels. This is so stupid by Tucker Carlson. But, you know, he can't help me. Kevin McCarthy sent me the video. And, like Bill O'Reilly said, 40,000 hours of video. And you see about three minutes on Tucker's show. Now, do I think Tucker's lying? No chance. No chance. I really believe Tucker Carlson has more integrity than anyone on TV. But do I know that for a fact? No, I don't. Neither do you. He's doing himself a disservice day after day with this. And not because he's pissing off Mitt Romney. I hate Mitt Romney. I don't care what Thune says or Grassley or even Lindsey Graham and John Kennedy. I don't care. I will defend Tucker to the end of day. I'm not mad at Tucker. People calling for Tucker to be fired, that's disgusting. Why? What's he doing wrong? He may very well be exposing the truth. And if he's not, so what? Fire the guy. So I'm not mad at Tucker. I think what he's doing is stupid. It's just and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Look at the ratings. People go up and jump up and down. Look at these great ratings. There's like 3 million people watching Fox News. You're lucky to get a million watching CNN or or any one of these networks. But he cares. They'd rather watch reruns of Roseanne. So don't do that. Don't waste three nights on this nonsense because you feel privileged because Kevin McCarthy sent you some tape to try to prove a point that Republicans believe anyway and Democrats will never believe. You think Tucker Carlson has changed one person's mind the last three nights? If you do, you're naive or stupid, closer to the latter. He doesn't change one person's mind, not one. Do something important. Mexican cartels, inflation. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. January 6th and Hunter Biden. I've seen it. I've seen this movie a hundred times. And I can watch Rocky a hundred times, but not this nonsense.
2: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. <laughs>
8: New York Post cover story is just shocking to me. Before I get to the judge, you know, a couple of weeks ago, remember the name Rachel Ucatelle? Beautiful girl, lady. She was uh, one of the women that Tiger Woods got himself involved with when uh, all hell broke loose and his wife Ellen left him and it was like porn stars. And uh, she was one of the girls, Rachel Yucatel. She reached out to me about something with uh, the news, but... Now this, i uh, cover the New York Post. Woods locks girlfriend out of mansion. She sues to tell her story, wants $30 million. It's a picture of Tiger and his longtime girlfriend, Erica Herman. And it says, Tiger by the tail. And she's contending he owes her millions of dollars. Well, how could Tiger Woods, who's made like billions, <laughs> how could he owe Erica Herman millions of dollars? Does she mean that in like... Compensatory damages, or like, I don't think she gave him a check.
4: Lou, have you read this story? I just saw the cover. That's why yeah, I like. didn't read it
8: yet. Just no, this guy's to he's too old to be doing this type of stuff. It's like, it was kind of cool years ago when the wife with, the, with the, the golf club and the car accidents and porn stars and all that. That's great, but it's like, Tiger, come on, man. You're like 60 at this point. Calm down, no?
4: Yeah, no, no ear piercings and uh, no controversy. Stay home at night and
8: watch Tucker Carlson talk about yeah. January 6th. I mean,
4: he just survived a, a brutal crash last right. year. Was it last year or two it years? it was two years ago. Two years? Could have lost a leg at the very it's, least, could have died. but At least you got to play in the tournament yeah. again. I mean, yeah. just work on that. But the guy just can't avoid it. Can't help it. I think.
8: Yeah, I can't know. help it. No, he's got an issue. You know, people always talk about sex addiction. Uh, addiction, that's a joke. Every guy wants to get laid. No, that's a real thing, folks. It's a real thing. Yes, I understand. A lot of men are horny. Tiger is—he's uh, a bit much. So anyway, good luck, Tiger. I still love him. Let's uh, let's get to Judge Napolitano. The judge is a great Thursday morning guest. Seven forty every Thursday morning. Andrew, how are you, buddy? How are
14: you? Oh, I'm great. Said good morning. How are you? Great to be with you again.
8: Uh, great to how have you? you too. I know you usually uh, usually listen before you hop on, before we get to Eric Adams and Prayer in Schools and your great column again this week, trying to figure out, maybe you can help me, what Tucker Carlson is trying to accomplish by playing all these tapes. Again, again, it was not a win that day for the Republicans. So to keep bringing that day up, does us no good? Does Donald Trump no good? And I have to tell you the truth, that most law-abiding citizens don't feel all that bad for this guy, even though he's being detained for way too long, way too long. They're like, he shouldn't have gotten into the building in the first place. So what is Tucker Carlson really trying to accomplish here?
14: Well, uh, let, let me start by saying that I, I agree very much uh, with O'Reilly's true and false. I think he was right on the mark on all of these things. The bottom line is, Some people had uh, evil intentions, and some people just had political intentions, but none of them had the legal right to be there. Now, in in my view, those tapes should not have been given to Tucker Cross, and those tapes are either evidence of crimes or they're exculpatory, meaning they they help the defendants. Those tapes should have been in the hands of the prosecutors and in the hands of defense attorneys. If I was representing somebody, if – who has been convicted, and then I saw a tape that exonerated them, I would say to the feds, hey, why the hell didn't you give me this tape during the trial? Well, it's
8: funny you say that because last night Tucker had on this shaman guy that's become, you know, the the Apple of Fox News' eye in jail for four years. which I think we both agree is way too long. But Tucker did have his attorney on, and he was saying, oh, thank God for you, Tucker, because we would never see these tapes because I could not introduce them when it was his trial. So we did see the lawyer last night, and he was actually happy that Tucker is playing these tapes.
14: Well, I agree with you. I think that playing the tapes does no good for the public's education and does no good for uh, Tucker's show. Now, I am not only a fan of his show. I'm a friend, longtime personal friend and longtime uh, colleague of Tucker's. But I understand why he's doing it. I think he believes that he can show to his base, another side of things, which mainstream media has not shown, which is that a lot of people were largely peaceful, even though none had the right to be there. A lot of them had no evil uh, intention. But but didn't his but base but, but, the but, but, and the others, their lawyers should but, have had these tapes. If right. there's anything on those tapes that helps any defendant. The government has an obligation to share those tapes with defense counsel. Now, why they were in Kevin McCarthy's hands instead of in prosecutors' hands is a mystery to me.
8: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like his base knew all this already. You know, again, whether it's Hunter Biden, January 6th, I feel like some of my favorite writers, my favorite TV hosts, they're beating a dead horse. And I say this all the time. Until I see a Hunter Biden indictment, some type of repercussion, I don't care anymore. I don't care what's on the tapes. I don't Uh, care what's on the laptop. I don't care.
14: I agree with you, and I think the public agrees with you uh, as well. And in terms of now Republicans, Mitch McConnell and that crowd, if they're real Republicans, they're not as up for debate, are turning on Tucker in in droves, including uh, Senators uh, Graham and Kennedy, whose quotes you, you ran a few minutes ago, saying all the right things about what's happening at the border. They are devouring Carlson for his uh, producer's selection of these tapes. There's 40,000 hours of tapes. They should have been reviewed by the government, and they should have been shared with defense counsel. They should not have been in Kevin McCarthy's hands to give to his favorite TV host, even if that TV host is my friend.
8: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you. Again, and uh, all the people who watch that show have known for years that Democrats have been lying about that day. So while Tucker may feel like, oh, my God, look what I've done, the truth is he's done nothing. Uh, let's get to the mayor of this city. Eric Adams came under fire for doing something which I applauded him for last week, which was religion in schools. In fact, I even had Dove on from the Jewish side a couple of days later, Judge. And Dove, who is kind of rough on Adams these days, he, too, applauded the mayor for wanting more religion in schools we see how some of these kids turn out when they've got less religion. So I applaud Eric Adams. He's come under fire. What are your thoughts?
14: Well, I'm 100% with you, not only on your public friendship with the mayor, but on what the mayor said. Here's the mayor's argument. When, when God left the classroom, when any reference to religion left the classroom, the concept of morality, of right and wrong, left the classroom. This happened in 1962 in a case called Engel versus Vitale. It was a New York case heard by the Supreme Court of the United States. The New York statute said in every classroom in every public school in the state of New York, there will be a moment of silence and a, a reference to something in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, Christians and Jews both accept it, both read it, both study it, both uh, believe it. A couple of atheists, five atheists, complained, I don't want my kid exposed to this. Supreme Court, by a vote of six to one, two justices didn't uh, get involved in the case. I don't know why. Six to one said the separation of church and state keeps God out of the classroom. I think the case was wrongly decided then, and I think Eric Adams is right. How has this um, uh, metastasized? Sixty years later, God leaves the classroom, guns come into the classroom because the teachers no longer have an impetus to teach right from wrong now where is the mayor going to go with this he may be smarter than the rest of us give him credit for this is a vastly different supreme court than the one that existed in 1962 this supreme court allows prayers in a uh in a in a in a, in a football game on the football field right uh, this Supreme Court will allow manger scenes on public property and, and mezuzahs uh, at Christmas time. Uh, I think this Supreme Court is just itching to address this very same issue again. Now, how the teachers' unions will react to it, there's been 60 years of no prayer in school, how students will react to it, I don't know. But I am hoping and praying that this comes about because it, it, society badly needs it. The kids need to know right from wrong at the earliest stages of their public education.
8: Last time you were on, last Thursday morning, was hours before the verdict came down. I was at the Ranger game last Thursday night watching Patrick Kane make his debut as a Ranger with my son Gabriel my friend Pete Morgan. And it came across Pete Morgan's phone last Thursday night, Alex Murdoch guilty and there was about as much evidence there as there was for OJ, but uh, Clark and Darden found a way to screw it up, made Johnny Cochran look like a genius, and OJ skated. That wasn't going to happen again. This uh, this was a slam dunk, right, Judge? All the evidence pointed to this guy doing the murders. No question about it.
14: And I agree with you. Uh, there might have been some question had he not testified. Uh, but his own arrogance. You know, the decision of a defendant to testify in a criminal case is made by the defendant personally. It can't be made by the lawyer. And the judge interrogates the defendant outside the presence of the jury. Are you sure you wanna do this? You know you don't have to do this. And if you don't do it, the jury can construe nothing about your guilt or innocence from your silence. You have an absolute right to remain silent. I conducted these interrogations hundreds of times myself. He was so arrogant. He thought he could sway the jury and he made things infinitely uh, worse for him. It was a it was a just outcome uh, and and it was a fair trial. had some very good lawyers in that courtroom, by the way, it was a just outcome and a fair trial. Uh, <laughs> and the course, like this. Tiger Woods stuff, you know, the, the country gets fixated on it. <laughs> yeah, a lot right. I about.
8: do. Listen, I'd much rather watch that than uh, Hunter Biden or January 6th. That's just me. But I also yeah, but watch. what
14: the Tiger Woods case is about. Yeah. She, yeah. she claims that they agreed that she could live there in his mansion for five years. And when he threw her out, she wants the fair market value of living there, which she puts on $30 million. He also had her, before she moved in with him, sign a non disclosure agreement that she couldn't discuss publicly whatever happened between them in the bedroom or wherever they were in the mansion. She wants to void that NDA, and there is case law that says when the NDA, the non disclosure agreement, uh, shields sexual harassment or abuse. The courts should void the NDA and allow the victim to discuss it. So that's what this complaint is about. If she's allowed to discuss it, she's going to discuss all kinds of horrible things that she claims he did to her and said to her sexually and by Do the way
8: we really want to hear this well i want to hear it <laughs> when you when you look at tiger woods history <laughs> you know he's, he's kind of he's guilty before even looking at this because of what he's done in the past but did, yes. did, 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 did he sign something that said hey uh you get to live in this house for five years how does she how does she prove that part in a
14: court of law i, I don't know how she proves that and if he was foolish enough to sign that then he's uh He's going to part with that $30 million. Uh, a tenancy, a tenancy can, can be created by a course of dealing uh, and habit. It doesn't have to be reduced to writing. Obviously, if it's reduced to writing, whatever the writing is, that's what the, that's what the courts will enforce. If it's not reduced to writing, they're going to hear her version, and they're going to hear his version. There won't be a trial. He's worth a billion dollars. He'll give her a check, and she'll leave. But how many times can he keep doing this?
8: ridiculous. It really is. You know, I remember uh, being a a young boy, 17. Um, Maybe I was younger when I first read... That was a while ago. That was, I know, Judge. When I first read George Orwell's book, uh, 1984. And when I read that book, I said to myself, wow, could this really happen one day? Can we all be watched and surveillance? And every week you come on, you give me another example how, how this is happening every day. And your latest column Spying in Plain Sight, talks about how just last week the Biden administration asked Congress to permit its agents to continue to spy on Americans without search warrants.
6: How could that be?
14: Oh, because the, uh, the Congress enacted two statutes, the FISA Act of 1978 and the, and the exception to the FISA Act of 2008. Both of which give federal spies the authority to spy on Americans without warrants on the theory that it will keep us safe. Yeah, it really kept us safe on 9 11, <laughs> all you spies out there. <laughs> Who the hell were you looking at on the morning of 9 11? Right, right. Uh, the government has concocted a scheme to allow its spies to capture every phone call and every click on every mobile device and every desktop in the country without a warrant that authority is about to expire. Their theory is we're using it for national security. We're not using it for law enforcement. So the Fourth Amendment only restrains law enforcement. That's baloney. The Fourth Amendment was written so that the American uh, uh, government here could not do what the British government did to us, which was spy on us when they were looking or subversive and revolutionary activity in the 1770s and, seven and uh, 1760s and 70s. So the government has pulled the wool over the eye over the Congress and many federal judges. How and why? They have dirt on them. The spies that want to keep spying have dirt on members of Congress, which is why members of Congress, their own lives, political lives, are not ruined, keep uh, authorizing this stuff. Believe it or not, this was reauthorized under uh, our friend, the former president. He called me about it, and I said to him, Mr. President, these are the very same authorities that the spies used to spy on you. Yep. Do not reauthorize this. It was reauthorized. Mm. It gets reauthorized every four years. It's now up for reauthorization again. Any member of Congress that votes to reauthorize this is thumbing their noses at the Fourth Amendment, which says you have the right to privacy in your Houses, papers, and effects without uh, w- w- with a warrant. Without a warrant, can't happen.
8: Wow. All right. Well, there you have it. Congress is compromised. The president is compromised. May explain why he makes some of these decisions on Ukraine, China, Russia, and others. Either way, another spectacular appearance, Dr. Politano. I love having you on Thursdays. Have a great week. We'll do it again next when week, are we buddy. Going,
14: when are we going to Il Court deal?
8: <laughs> Oh, let me tell you something. You will love. I'm, I'm sure you've been there. Tommy and Sal do a yeah. great job. i tell you what. Maybe next weekend I'm going to want to send a message to Gary after the show, Judge. Maybe next weekend. How about that?
14: You got it, my man. All the best.
8: You too. Great job. Every Thursday, Judge Andrew Napolitano really does a kick-ass job on this show. Thank you, Judge. Big 8 o'clock hour about to come your way, including... Bill O'Reilly coming up at 840, but coming up next, one of the greatest sports voices in the history of New York, a legend, an icon, my former midday partner back in 2003-2004 at WFAN, Mr. Jetman himself, Joe Beningo. Will Aaron Rodgers be a Jet? Did Daniel Jones get too much money? We'll find out next. Joe Beningo on Sid and Friends in the morning.
14: This
2: is sitting friends in the morning. How many of us have them? 77 WABC Is
10: that a disgrace
3: or what? <laughs>
8: I said uh, two days ago, I said that yeah. as liberal as I am socially, I'm pro-choice, pro-gay marriage, all that stuff. And I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't like when people pick on transgenders and beat them up and all that. I don't like that. But I'm also never going to honor a trans person on International Women's Day. Remember I said that two days ago, Lewis?
4: Uh, Let me check my notes. Uh,
8: Thank you. (laughs) You're such a dick. Anyway, John (laughs) Katzenmatidis just sent me this. Jill Biden Ah. gives award to transgender women on International Women's Day. So, Sean Hannity last night had some uh, lady on. She's like the the greatest, you know, bodybuilder, weightlifting champ for women ever. But she lost, I think, because a trans, some guy that now wears a wig... Outlifted her. And this is something that needs to be fixed in this country right away. We have to stop men from competing in women's sports. And Jill Biden, you dope. You know, she's so, I can't stand her. Give a trans an award on in International Women's Day? Please. How about giving me to somebody with a vagina? Just a thought. Anyway, he's a legend. He's an icon. He was my partner for two years. In the early 2000s at WPN, he's still there occasionally, but he's the face and voice of the Jets and the Mets and my dear friend, the great Joseph Beningo. Good morning, Joseph.
7: Sydney Arthur. Where's, uh, by the way, let me like what you're talking about there. Where are all the uh, feminist groups? Where's the outrage by all of them about that? You know, on National Women's Day, a uh, non-woman getting the award. Yeah, please. You know? Please give me a break. You know, I, you know, I don't want to even get started. No, by no, the way, what, a couple what, what, things. Can what? I just...
8: Yeah, you know, we're going to get to all the Trump stuff. We're going to get to the political stuff. No, but I don't
7: even want to get to that. A couple no. things first. First no. of all, if you're going to do Casey and the Sunshine Band, you got to give me Shake Your Booty. And number two, <laughs> isn't, isn't Joe Nolan the guy who does the third down for the Jets at MetLife at yes. the wonderful MetLife Stadium? Yes,
8: that's the same Joe Nolan. He's the PA voice of the Jets, and he does right. on traffic. Okay. Same guy, yes. He loves uh, you. He lo- Any Jet man, that's him, the PA voice of the Jets. Well, right. let's start with the Jets because my yeah. friend – Right. Uh, Diana Rossini, who's a lovely young lady. I actually saw her not that long ago with Bill Sims at Teddy Atlas and Staten Island dinner back in November. Here's what she tweeted literally moments ago in the wake of an extensive in-person meeting between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jet brass, including owner Woody Johnson. There's optimism in the Jets organization. They're on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Sources close to the situation tell ESPN, Joe, you're a Jet guy. Aaron Rodgers, all in?
7: I'm in. Well, what else? Where else are we going, Sid? Who's going to be the quarterback? Zach Wilson again? I mean, what are, you, what are they going to They already blew it with Derek Carr, okay, which I would have been fine with Derek Carr. No, no, no problem there. But now, uh, you know, they're all in on Rodgers. They better get it done. And you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. Here's the other thing, too, okay? What are they giving up now for this guy? I mean how the the Packers now have the Jets over a barrel with what you know because where else is he going if he unless he's going to retire or stay in Green Bay so of course I'm all in how could I not how could I not be
8: Do you feel like this team uh with that defense with guys like Garrett Wilson on the outside, the rookie running back, he got hurt last year, but he'll be back this year. I really feel like with a really good quarterback, they're right there with Buffalo, any one of these teams, maybe outside of Kansas City, in the AFC. Do you feel like if the Jets do get Aaron Rodgers, you guys become a big-time contender overnight?
7: Well, here's a couple things. First of all, i got to fix the offensive line. It needs, it needs fixing. Uh, you know, Vera Tuck will be back. And that's a big deal. Uh, you know, you can't count on Beckton. Who knows about him? Although everybody says he's in great shape. They got to fix the offensive line. The defense, the defense is good. The reason it's not great is because they don't take the ball away, Sid. They forced two turnovers in the last eight games of the season. I mean, that's not a big time elite defense. When I'm watching the Patriots score defensive touchdowns every week, okay? Um, do I think with Rogers there that they can win the division? Yeah, because the division's not what it was. Buffalo's taking a hit. Let's be honest. They lost their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. They can't run the ball anyway. They were completely exposed by the Bengals in the playoff game. They should have lost to the Dolphins in the the first playoff. They should have lost that game. If Mike McDaniel was any kind of a coach, he stinks, by the way. And, by the way, the
8: the Dolphins that day were playing their third-string quarterback. Tyler Thompson,
7: right, 100% right. Okay? So, you know, uh, the division's there for the taking. The Patriots are not the same team. Mac Jones stinks. And, you know, give me a break about Miami. I mean, they're looking to maybe bring Tom Brady back. You gonna, you know, is it going to be in a wheelchair? I, don't I mean, Brady's I, done. I, 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 Let's I be I, honest. I, Brady's I, done. If
8: I'm in Miami, right? I would consider bringing back Dan Marino before uh, Tom Brady.
7: Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. I, you know, you yeah. might be right about yeah. that, bro, 100%. Let's, but, yeah, got to be all in on Rodgers because where else are we going if they don't get this guy, Sid?
8: That's it. Well, the Giants got their guy, and I have to tell you, uh, I went back and forth with Andrew Giuliani about this yesterday. Let me make this very clear, okay? They had to do it. I was not upset it. that they did it. But but the optics of Mahomes making 45, Josh Allen making 43, and Daniel Jones making 40, even though the cap is only $19 million next year, is a lot for me. I mean, I, I know he's better than he looks because his offensive line stinks. He's got no wide receivers. I get all that. But $40 million for Daniel Jones on the surface – Seems like an awful lot of money.
7: Well, they had to do it. Their backs were against the wall. Let's be honest. I mean, you, you said it. The cap hit's only about 18 million the way they got the contract set up. If they would have franchised them, it would have been the entire 33 million, which is the franchise number for for uh, quarterbacks in the NFL, and they wouldn't have been able to get Barkley back because they, you know, they wound up franchising Barkley. I think it's 10.1 or 11 million for a running back on the franchise tag, and we'll see if they what they do with that. Maybe they give him a contract. I don't know. But the Giants had their back, backs against the wall. I mean, let's be honest. And I'll tell you this with Jones. You know, you, you could look. He wasn't going to be an M, win the MVP last year, but he needed he deserved consideration, considering he took that team to the playoffs with basically no offensive weapons whatsoever. Let's let's be real.
8: No, he did. He uh, he had very little weaponry. You're right. I mean, Barkley had some big games early in Barkley the season, did. Right. Yeah, right? Right, and it helps people to run the football. But listen, when you're throwing a Richie James and you're having good games, I can't argue that. And I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, I just don't know is he a is he a top Ten quarterback in the NFL? I guess he is.
7: Well, I'll tell you what. If he would have got to, I'll say this. You know, we're talking about Rodgers to the Jets. If he would if hit free agency, I'd be all over Daniel Jones. Sign yeah. him. I'd be all yeah. in to sign Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones to me is a lowercase Josh Allen. He's a he he can run the football. He's as good a running quarterback as there is in football, and that could, and that includes Lamar Jackson. That includes Josh Allen. That includes whoever you want. Hurts. to Jalen Hurts run the can ball run it with too. anybody for a quarterback. Yeah, and you know. It, it look, remember we we forget too, you know Last year was his fourth year. You know, in the old days, Sid, when you and I were growing up—well, you're a lot younger than me—but when I was growing up, you know, the, the word was it takes four years to develop a quarterback in the NFL. You know, now they just—they draft these guys and they just throw them out there.
3: Yeah, you know how
8: yeah. that works. No, I know. Listen, two guys that uh, destroyed that because they made the playoffs in their first season were Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. Because I was used to guys coming. I mean, Dan right. Marino sat behind David Woodley. Are you kidding me, David Woodley? Not very long.
7: He didn't <laughs> yeah. sit very long. But, you know, he, no, I know. Monday night game against the Raiders, which was about the fifth week of the season, and he never looked back after that. that Remember, Marino did go to the Super Bowl his second year. He
8: did. Uh, That was the only time he won. He got blown out by Montana and the Niners, and not long before Marino went to the Super Bowl, the opera mentioned late David Woodley took the Dolphins to a Super Bowl. They got won on by John Riggins and the Redskins and lost that one. Anyway, so if Rodgers comes to the Jets, who's the better football team this year? The Rodgers-led Jets or the new contract for Daniel Jones-led Giants?
7: Well, I mean, I think, you know, on paper, the Jets probably are because the Giants still need to fix the defense. You know, they got a good defensive line. They they need work at linebacker. They need work in the secondary. Uh, you know, and like I said, I mean, look, I, Isaiah Hodgins was a nice story last year. He's a solid receiver. But, I mean, you know, uh, clearly the Jets have more firepower. Now, again, that's, the t- that's if Brees Hall comes back and is anywhere near the guy he was before he got hurt because he had the same injury Barkley did. And it took Barkley really a couple years yeah. to get back to where he was as a yeah. rookie. So, yeah. you know, I don't know where Brees Hall is right now coming back this season. So look, on paper the Jets probably look better. But the other thing too is the Giants are in the – now the division they're in is, is, is more difficult because you got the Eagles there and you got the Cowboys there. And right now both Philadelphia and Dallas are better than the Giants. Yeah. Where True. I don't know. Uh, You know, like I said, the the AFC East has really kind of, you know, come back to the pack. Buffalo's come back to the pack. I think it's much more wide open than it's been in the last couple of years.
8: You know, I feel old. Uh, You Mm -hmm. mentioned your age and how much younger than you, but I feel old because I feel like nothing today is as good as when I was a kid. So I was having an argument. Yeah, so I was having an argument with somebody here at the station a couple of weeks ago. About Mike Trout. So ESPN has a list of baseball's 100 greatest players. Right, and right. they've got Mike Trout, number 13. I go, are you nuts? There were 10 guys on the 27 Yankees better. Wow, well, he's got three MVPs. And they, oh, give me, they give me this war thing, some statistic. Come I want to punch him across the face. Are you Now, Chris Russo came on. He said, Sid, I won't even answer that question. It's so ridiculous. You, Joe Beningo, do you think Mike Trout is one of the 20, forget about top 10, 20 greatest players ever?
7: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and and the sports writers love the guy. I mean, really. I mean, you know, it's a joke. I mean how 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 bad is look, this team that he's on, okay, the Angels, they have him and Otani, okay, everybody goes delirious about Otani. Oh, he pitches, he hits, all of this stuff. They don't win nothing. Well, I mean, how many times has Mike – and I understand his baseball is a little different, but how many times has Mike Trout been to the playoffs? Give me a break. You never even see him play. Do we even see the guy play? No. How often do you see Mike Trout play? How no. would anybody know that he's <laughs> one of the top – Top 20 players of all time. I mean, how many how – many, you could count – I could count on one hand the amount of times I've seen Mike Trout play a baseball game. Nah,
8: listen, I'm with you. I find it to be
7: ridiculous. But, again, they've got all these new statistics in football oh, stop. and baseball. You know, I'm you with got, you. Here's the problem, Sid. You've got all these these geeks that couldn't play baseball. None of them could play. Okay? So they had to show you how smart – they. you know, they all went to Yale and Harvard <laughs> and Princeton and all these guys. Right? So they all went to these freaking Ivy, <laughs> Ivy League schools – and they're all going to show you <clears throat> how smart they are, how they're going to reinvent the game. You know what I mean? So we're going to tell you now that Mike Trout was a better player than Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or Joe DiMaggio. Please. Oh, give okay. me a break. Now, listen,
8: maybe in seven or eight years when Trout is done, you know, I mean, don't forget Andre Dawson won two MVPs, too, on last right. place team. So maybe when it's all said and done, we can have that discussion. But right now... It is ludicrous. Finally, about two minutes so i got to get to this. You were right. brilliant again, as always, Joe. I want you on every week during football season. I, I want wait, you me. here. Let me just
7: go this quickly at you. By the way, yeah. it would be nice if Fox News would say something about the fact that Newsmax has been deplatformed By AT&T and DirecTV. When am I going to hear the guys at Fox, your buddy Kilmeade, say something about that? He's got his
8: own issues with Dominion and all that stuff. Trust me, Fox News has their own issues. And one of the guys that doesn't like Fox News these days is a man that both you and I pray to the altar to. And that is Donald Trump. Joe B. talking about being all in with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Donald Trump, 2024. Beningo, all in?
7: Don or Ron? Either one. <laughs> Donnie gotta be one or the other. No, 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 no. It, it, no. It, look, let's be honest, Sid, and I say this all the time. This country needs an enema. There's only two people that can give it to it, yep. and that's Don or Ron.
8: That's it. So, you know, Tim Scott, uh, this is ridiculous, of course. It's kind of nah, like Mike Forget Trump. Tim Scott. Right. Forget
7: Mike Pompeo. Nikki forget, Haley. Uh, no. Forget uh, uh, Nikki Haley. Right. You know, forget all, you know, Mike Pence, please. Uh, but, if, uh, but
8: if it comes down to uh, right? Trump versus DeSantis in the primary, are you right. still a Trump guy like me, or are you leaning the other way now?
7: Well, here's the only thing is I worry about. Look, I would, I'd rather see Don be the president, so he could just stick it to everybody that's been sticking it to him for all these years. What a joke that is! But I just worry. Who's more electable? Now, look, they're going to come after Ron, too. They already are with all the stuff that he's done in Florida. You know, uh, all of the you – know, I don't want to get into all the different things, uh, you know, the, uh, the stuff about – No, no, uh, he you hates know,
8: gays and he hates black right, kids. All that, and right, that, not teaching right.
7: black history right. and all this nonsense. You know the deal, okay? So they're, coming, they're going to come after Ron, too. But either one, Sid. Let me let me just say this. Let me. I said this to you the other day. And I haven't had a drink in about ten years because my stomach is so bad. Okay, I got a I got a hernia in my stomach. If one of those guys is elected president in November twenty-four, yeah. within hours I will be at a bar having a double. Be oh.
8: oh, no. No, a double, you'll be very drunk. You'll be worse than I was with you at the Nick game when they threw me out after the Isaiah Thomas press conference. That's fine. <laughs> I, I
7: will be all over. There's only two ways I ever, get, I ever have a drink again. Nat. and if the Jets finally not even win the Super Bowl, just get me to the Super Bowl.
8: Oh, then i got to pray for Trump. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, I really believe. Uh, no, bases. no. I, no I,
8: I, I really believe. Hey, Joe, if the Jets really do, do get Aaron Rodgers, and I mean this, I do yeah. think they become, at the very least, a Super Bowl threat. They do.
7: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, and, yeah, and, and we'll see. And I'll need to say this too: if they do get Rogers, look, uh, Zach Wilson will be the backup quarterback. He'll be on the team because they still got two years left on his rookie deal, and they'll and Rogers actually has a relationship with Wilson. And they're going to figure yep. maybe, maybe Aaron can uh, straighten Zach out. Right. And then he'd be the quarterback when Rodgers leaves. I love it. So All that's, right. so do you, that's what the game plan is, I'm sure, by
8: Right. I know you spoke to the coach a couple of days ago on your very yes. popular podcast, which is called what? Where can people find it? Oh,
7: the pain. Oh, the pain. It's on Spotify. <laughs> you, can check, you can check my – well, what else could it be, Sid? You could, you could check me out on YouTube. I had Joe Cleco on last week. I had Coach Sala on last week. So you can yeah. check that out.
8: Uh, and uh, I'll make you on
7: in the past Sid. Right?
8: I loved it. You were great. I'll make this announcement now. Every Monday during football season, sorry, Chris. Joe will join me thanks to Pete Morgan and Peola Spoilers starting in September.
7: <laughs> okay, well that's that's news to me, Sid, but. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll, right. that's, that's certainly, uh, that certainly can be uh, can be discussed. No hey,
8: doubt. Uh, you were great again today. I love you. I really do. You're just you're so much fun on on the air, off the air. I love you to pieces. Please keep coming back, Joe Benigno, and Here good luck go. with thank the Jets. Thank you.
7: Tell your producer, thank you for shaking. Now, taking me out on Shake Your Booty. I uh, like that. I mean, that's producer,
8: you know who plays the music on the show? Get about producer. It's Lou Ruffino.
7: Oh, the great Lou uh Of course. Uh, There you go. We love you, Joe. Start dancing right now, dude. Here we
8: go. (laughs) Okay, there he is, folks. The legend, the icon, my former midday partner. God, it's almost 18 years ago at WFAM, the great Joe Beningo. Still lots more to do. We'll get to know the great Bill O'Reilly's coming up at 840. Boat Needle, live in studio at 9.05. And, of course, from live with Kelly and Ryan Seacrest, the producer, Gelman. Talking Iceland is coming up at 9:30. We are New York's number one talk show, Sit and Friends in the Morning. You can do
12: it very well. You're
2: the best in the world. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Friends.
8: Funny, it's one of my favorite songs, In God's Country. I forgot, Lewis, this is also on the Joshua Tree, released again, hard to believe, 36 years ago today, U2's great album, In God's Country. Hey, let's be
4: honest, one of the greats. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Cindy.
8: Cindy, oh, it's been a great on. show. Joe Boningo was terrific, Judge Napolitano, great too, and then still to come, Bill O'Reilly, always tremendous, the ratings grab of the week, Doe Deedle. And Gelman from Live, a couple of minutes here. Can't be late for O'Reilly. But uh, Gnome has been great. Gnome's Nuggets, I guess. Is it still
5: called that? What's what's it called? You know, whatever you want to
3: call
8: it.
5: It's just Gnome Laden. Gnome, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sydney. Uh, You know, people are so desperately lonely there's so many desperately lonely people in the world Fell is like that he's he's miserable a friend's I mean, got a girlfriend no, no, yeah really. but i don't see
1: life. her very much right.
5: right but you got somebody
1: not really no.
5: No, i technically no oh you no. don't no, not in
1: person uh, yeah
5: <laughs> she's pretty much virtual for the last like <laughs> yeah. you know and so people are so desperately lonely that they just want to believe anybody will love them yeah, yeah. i'm That's in that sad, i'm right know? there he's right there so, meet this woman. Her name is Connie Rotolo. She lives out Oceanside out on Long Island. Yeah. She lost her husband of 45 years a couple wow. years back. It's yeah. terrible. And uh, now she wants to move on and meet somebody new, right? She's ready. How she's, old is she? She is 69. Okay, not, not old, old. What no. does she look like? You know, she looks like, you know, good-looking woman. Yeah, 69-year-old woman. Yeah. Is she good-looking or are you, just, are you lying? No, she's a good-looking woman. Okay, so what's the issue? So, the issue is she goes online. To meet somebody, she meets somebody. He's like drop dead handsome, gorgeous. Yeah. they start having this unbelievable communication on the phone. They're texting each how old other, is this guy They're calling was, each other. How old was the guy? You know a little bit younger than her. Okay, but desperately good looking. Right? Really? Yeah, like so George she, Clooney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get involved in this relationship, but he never seems to be around to meet up. Mm -hmm. which usually is a signal that somebody's trying to scam you. It's a
3: catfish.
5: Yeah, well... This is uh, basically Teo. What was his name? Uh, Mente
3: Teo. Yes,
5: similar to that. So uh, here she is uh, talking a little bit about this relationship.
3: I knew nothing about so many scammers out there. I knew nothing. Call me naive. Call me stupid. They're sending you... Love stories, poems. Wow. You took it and ran with it and thought this was going to be the love of your life now.
5: Okay. Yeah, so now
3: she But she's... it turned out to be this, the hell of my life.
5: Yeah, so she gets involved with this guy, but she never, ever meets him. But, of course, guess what he asked for? Money. Of course. Yeah,
8: well, I've been through this,
4: too, on Instagram. These people send you DMs and... All right, but um, yeah. usually,
5: guess how much money... Uh, she handed over to this guy. She actually she gave realized, him She gave him money? Oh, no. Oh, you're going to want to lie down. Then you know don't want
8: to listen. She's, I, uh, she's stupid. I mean, I feel terrible for her, but she's yeah. stupid. You wanna,
5: you're want? you going to lie down when I tell you how much money. $100,000. No. I don't, uh, don't, don't no. want to hear it. Go higher. 50, th- higher? Yes. I don't even want to know at this point. $450,000. Oh, come on. She handed over to well, this guy. Well, how many guy.
8: different times did you keep giving this guy money? This every, is the oldest scam in the books. Uh, every time, and they she steal feels a foolish. picture, the, 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 you got some kid in China or Kenya, they steal a picture of a young hot girl, they DM you, yeah. and they go, Hey, you're so handsome, let's talk. And it takes them literally a
1: day before they ask. For money, that's no, literally what I'm doing right now. After yeah. Gnome's after Gnome's, uh, cat, his sugar mom story the other day, I made an account and I'm I'm catfishing oh. old men to try to have my college debt paid off. I'm song. doing that right now. No, it'll
5: work. I'm I'm dead serious. It, it works. Work. It does. So, so what's the end for this? Yeah, well, so she came forward because she wants. You know, she's embarrassed, and and nice. and this is like life savings that the oh fa- that the couple God. had saved up for. You know, before he died, they had this mass of money oh, that they were going to live on. She's gone through all four hundred <laughs> oh. and fifty thousand dollars just as warning Jeez. people that um, you should never believe somebody online to be oh, real until really? you see them in person. So she had to uh, spend $450,000 to figure <laughs> this out? Yeah, it was a ex- very expensive
8: <laughs> lesson. Oh yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like Tucker Carlson playing tapes overnight night to figure out the Democrats are lying.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's one last comment from her. Yeah. When you
3: think of that kind of money that you worked for all, you know, all your life and you expect to live on it, You took it from me. You stole my life. You broke me. You really broke me. You made me into a broken person.
5: And the crazy part is he's still texting with her because they can't find this guy. Who knows where he is. He's like in Africa or Europe. That's nice.
3: Exactly.
1: Some some 23-year-old in Zimbabwe with basic internet services, just the richest man in the country now.
4: (laughs) You could have taken that money and gotten a male prostitute like about 50 times. Like every night, exactly right. Could have have had had Bill. Bill needs the cash. I would do it for like (laughs) Like,
8: $1,100. All right, thank you for that uh, more depressing news, but another great story. Noam, you were really good at this, I have to
4: say. This this segment is great. Thank
2: you. 77 WABC. This is sit and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
13: You're as cold as ice.
3: You're willing to sacrifice our love.
8: I tell you, I'm sick of Clay Travis, too. I'm sick of him. Big deal Republicans wear sneakers. Duh. Anyway, um, these are now talking about DeSantis urging Biden to let Djokovic play the Miami Open. Which about as many people care about that as they do January 6th. Anyway, he was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. Whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights on WABC or his own website, which I love, BillOReilly.com. Interviews, columns, TV shows, the Killing Series. Got a new one coming out soon, Killing the Witches. And, of course, uh, that great tour with Trump last year, he's just the best. He, he's, he's the best in the history of the business. And what's funny, Bill, the great Bill O'Reilly, is I always say since you left, the guy that's, he's behind you, uh, he's definitely behind you. But I believe he's the best since you left is Tucker. And I find myself shutting him off every night. Here's where I become hypocritical. I say, on one hand, if you want to guarantee bad ratings, bad ratings, talk January 6th and Hunter Biden. You'll get bad ratings, I promise. Yet, yet, Tucker Carlson, for some reason, seems to think it's working for him, so I shut him off every night. So you tell me, Bill, you're smarter than me. What does he think he's accomplishing?
6: Um, I, You know, look, the numbers that they have gotten this week, Fox News Channel, have been good, higher than usual. But... Not because of the January 6th story, but because of all the controversy engendered by it. So people uh, want to see, you know, what the reply is. And, and you know, the lynch mob is out to get Carlson. There's no doubt about it. And so now we have a drama. Uh, are they going to get him or not? What's going to happen to Fox? Uh, there's a lawsuit against him. Uh, you know, all of that. That's what's driving the audience, rather than the actual happenings on January 6th, which, you know, I I don't particularly uh, think that's a compelling story any longer. I know what happened there. It was not reported accurately. It was shoddy reporting. And the same thing happened in the um, riots after George Floyd was killed. Very shoddy reporting in the sense that the – Corporate media wanted a narrative, a particular narrative, and the reporters said, okay, I'll give you that narrative. Everybody remembers the uh, CNN reporter standing in front of the burning building telling the anchors it was a peaceful demonstration. I mean, that was unbelievable. <laughs> That's
8: true, yes. Um, <laughs> and
6: I'm saying, ah, uh, you know. So it, it's, uh, now we have a soap opera, a media soap opera, which is what this is and uh, people are trying to figure out how much damage is going to be done.
8: Okay. I mean, that makes sense, Uh, that part of it, yes. I mean, because uh, maybe Tucker doesn't realize this, but that was not a good day for the Republicans. I mean, uh, yes, the Democrats lied. You did a tremendous morning message today. We talked about truth and lies, and they lied about just about everything, how many cops were hurt, how many people were killed. We know all that, but, but. Don't be silly. That was still a very ugly day for Trump and the Republicans, so continue to drudge it up. That doesn't help his cause. doesn't help Republicans.
6: That's true. That's a good, very, very good point. Um, so what uh, Speaker of the House McCarthy did by giving the uh, tapes uh, taken at the Capitol on that day to Fox News obviously has backfired. There isn't one benefit that the Republicans have gotten from it. And certainly, uh, Mr. Carlson has not benefited from it. I mean, a couple of nights where you do good ratings um, doesn't overcome a national image problem. Um, and you know, so you've got to make determinations. Um, I was—I'm uh, following the story because I'm a journalist, but I, I'm not going to hammer. Fox News, because I, I think that would be—I worked there for more than twenty years. I, yeah. I, you know, if they do something heinous and something that I feel I have to get involved with, I will. But. I'm not going to get on this uh, bash Tucker Carlson train. Oh, no. If people can make up their own mind right. about it, um, why would I do that?
8: No, I wouldn't either. Look, I'm not mad at Tucker Carlson, and, and uh, God bless him. I still think he's the best on TV and, and outside of you, the only person I would watch on a nightly basis. I'm not mad at him. I just think it's bad TV. I keep shutting it off. But I will say this, a couple of Republicans, not named Mitt Romney, have now, or Mitch McConnell for that matter, have now been exposed. Again, again, guys like Lindsey Graham and even John Kennedy in this particular case. But I will say on the Mexican cartels deal, those guys are great. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do here uh, with the people that killed those two Americans. But you tell me, Bill, why will the White House not, not
6: categorize
8: the cartels as a terrorist group?
6: Because they don't care about it. Have you heard a statement from President Biden about the two African-Americans who were murdered in Mexico this week?
8: No, no, no. I haven't.
6: No, there's no statement. He simply and people find it hard to believe, but it's absolutely true. He doesn't care about the southern border, about the fentanyl, about and it, because if he did care, he would have done something a long time ago. We, and he's done absolutely nothing. And I was on with Chris Cuomo, who, you know, defends Biden from time to time last night. And I said to him, look, you're continuing to to make excuses for a president who is simply incompetent. I mean, that border, he goes, well, it's not his fault the fentanyl is coming over. I said, hold it. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing now. All right. Uh, I said, hold it. When you have 6 million foreign nationals pouring into this country, the Border Patrol has to deal with those people. They have to feed them and house them and uh, get them processed. That takes away all the barrier to finding narcotics. You don't have, in, you don't have people there, and the cartels know that. It's like they just flood the zone with human beings that have to be taken care of. We were experiencing that in New York City with 50,000 of them. And so who's left to, to stop the, the drugs from coming across? That's what the racket is. But, again, this is, you, you've got to be a, a reporter who thinks about it, who sees the big picture, And and that's lacking. And then you go back to the president of the United States and you say, this is not a complicated issue in the sense that it's a big problem. What have you done in 27 months about it? You caused the problem by knocking out Trump's remain in Mexico policy. So it's your fault. But you've not made one attempt to fix it. And, and people, I guess, are okay with that. He's got a 42% job approval rating, Biden.
8: I know. Well, listen, they're okay with it because a lot of those same people, Bill O'Reilly, that approve of Joe Biden watch MSNBC. Yeah, watch I CNN. understand. But yeah, and and they, they, actually point, say, they
6: actually say it's
8: Trump's fault.
6: Trump's fault. To the point where, okay, if you want to be that stupid, and that's the word, then what, what are we going to do? The Constitution gives you the right to be a moron. <laughs> It
13: does. Does it do say it like
6: that? It's a perfect right to be a moron, and unfortunately, millions of Americans exercise that right every yeah, day. They do. Hello, I'm a moron, and yeah. I have a constitutional right to be one, and and you see it almost every issue. These issues could be solved. I wrote Killing the Killers. You read it. We wiped Great. out ISIS. Yep. Okay, after we declare them a terror group by droning the hell out of them and spending, sending special forces in to kill the leadership. You're telling me we couldn't do that to Mexico? Oh, of course. Well, listen. It, we could. Of course. It would take a month. If you watched... We all live in huge mansions. Yep, yep. These people. Okay? Yeah, there'd be some collateral damage if you're living in a mansion with the cartel leader. Okay, <laughs> you know, look up in the sky. <laughs>
8: Well, not just Mexico, but I know you watched them. We all did Saturday at CPAC, Donald Trump, and he says, Let me tell you something. When I return to power, not if, when I return to power in 2024, that Ukraine Russia thing, that's over in a day. One day now, is he being a bit exaggerated? Yeah, but I mean,
6: I'm not so sure that's true. Yeah. Um, sounds the, good. Uh, you know, look, all this political stuff. You saw, I didn't watch Trump's CPAC speech because I'm not in. I'm not my in business basically to watch candidates. Now I will watch the Biden speech today, where he's going to attempt to raise taxes again. Right which is absolutely the wrong thing for everybody in an economic situation that teeters from day to day.
8: And, but he's also a liar, because not only is it the wrong thing for everybody in an economy that's going down the tube, turning towards a recession, and people can't buy bread, but he uh, starts every major speech he does by saying, I'm lowering taxes, for, if you're making less than $400,000, i am lowering taxes. No, he's not. He's lying.
6: No, it's, it's, but now we're used to the deception of de jour, I call it. It's like the soup de jour. What's the soup today, madam? Oh, we have a lentil soup today, sir. And we go to the White House. What's the deception du jour? Um, what are you going to mislead us about today? Yeah. Oh, we're going to tell you fantasies about the border. Yeah. Uh, we're going to tell you we're deficit cutters. The deception
8: du jour. I love it. I love it. He actually said he's going to uh, knock down that deficit by $3 trillion. So yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah. And then the
6: congressional budget offer goes, no, in the next 10 years, the deficit is going up $12 trillion.
8: Uh, you're right. Okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I will say this. I'm kind of with you because you knew, of course, that the CPAC speech was going to be, look at me, I'm great. And, yeah. he, and it was. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. But the guy that I'm interested in, besides what you talked about today, is DeSantis. Because I like to watch the counterpuncher. So Trump has been kicking his behind for weeks and months, relentless, for no reason. I think it's actually a stupid strategy on Trump's part. I'm interested to see when DeSantis starts to fight back what that looks and sounds like.
6: But that's de-intensified. So at CPAC, um, Trump didn't attack DeSantis. Right. Um, And I don't think, I think somebody's told Trump, not me, um, but somebody has, um, that that's not a good look. So I'm not, you know, when it gets to be mono a mono, which is a good possibility this year in the primary, because DeSantis will have to declare by May, and that's coming up fast, then you'll see a little mudslinging uh, back and forth. But it really doesn't do either of them any good to do that uh, at this point. You've got to be, look, this is what I can do for you the Republican voter, the American voter, this is why you should vote for me. Um, You know, you always have negativity, but uh, I think most Republicans like both of these guys. They're both acceptable to most Republicans. So mudslinging there, I don't know if that's going to do any good.
8: You know, the Republicans, the conservative talk show hosts, they'll say this. They always say this, but you heard this. We've had enough. America's had enough. You're not fooling Americans anymore. Then Biden gets 80 million votes. Maybe it was written, maybe it wasn't. It's 80 million. So clearly they have not had enough. So the question still remains to me, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, is this country ready today? And that can change in two months, in six months, in nine months. Today, is this country ready to elect a Republican president?
6: Uh, I think they are. I mean, I think if the Trump and DeSantis would have Dayton and run as a ticket, with DeSantis as a second, uh, they would win against anybody but Michelle Obama. And keep your eye on her. She came out this week and said she was crying forever uh, for something. I didn't quite understand why she was crying. Um, I think maybe she didn't get the mansion uh, in Moxley's Vineyard up in time. for uh, That might have caused it. But Michelle Obama would be the only Democrat at this point who could give Trump DeSantis' ticket a run. Um, I still don't believe Biden is going to go.
8: Who else they've got? If it's not Oh Michelle Obama, who else?
6: Well, there'll be Klobuchar will come out, Sanders will come out, Newsom will come out, the governor of California. You'll you'll have four or five of them, but they're all weak, and and that's you know people, the independents decide the votes now. The independents are looking at an economy that's shaky and then an incompetent president that's been propped up by the uh, Democratic Party. So I do think that the Republicans have a decent chance of 24, but that party is not united. That's not a united party. Um, And so that's their deficit.
8: Sixty seconds to go. Throw one more name at you. Democrat side. Now, he has a lot of work to do, a lot of work to clean up this city. But let's say he does it. Mayor Eric Adams. Adams. you're talking yeah, about? Yeah,
6: yeah. The problem with Adams is that he, he doesn't, he tries to straddle the line, okay? So he was a sanctuary city guy. He won't admit that's a bad policy. So right off the bat, he's got a lot of voters who are very suspicious of him. He, he knows it's not like de Blasio, who just basically was a wrecking ball. Adams isn't like that. But in order to solve problems, you're going to have to get a lot tougher, Sid. I know he's your buddy, (laughs) but you're going to have to take him down to one of these uh, uh, boxing matches where they can kick you in the throat and stuff. (laughs) I don't even know. W something. You're going to have to take him there, sit in the front row and go, that's what you have to do.
8: Right, right. No, I'm with you. I tell him that. I do tell him that. I agree 100%. What is the latest deal on the latest killing series on BillOReilly.com?
6: Okay, I just finished... Killing the Witches This Morning. What an agony. I don't, you know, you've written a book, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a different book, but, but I just finished it. It'll be out September 26th. But I want everybody to go to Bill O'Reilly.com for number one, and you're very kind to promote the website. We have a lot yes. of really good editorials up there. But I want you to get on Team Normal. Well, team Normal is, is fighting Team Crazy. <laughs> and we have uniform now. With the shirts, the polos, the hats, the uh, mugs—you know, team normal gear. You need it for spring and summer. It's coming.
8: I love it. I want some of that stuff. I want to wear it to a Met it's game. It's on the way deal. to you. All right, beautiful. I will yeah, wear I got, it. But I had to get
6: XXXL <laughs> because you're pumping iron all the time. I am.
8: No, I am. I'm big. Uh, not as big as you are, though, Bill O'Reilly. As always, a tremendous, excellent, perfect appearance. I love you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, sir. Come on, the great Bill O'Reilly. Thank you. 9 p.m. every weeknight here on WABC. BillOReilly.com. The man's the best. Big 9 o'clock hour to come your way, including... He does it now twice a week. He's so good. Live in studio, 9.05 every Thursday. Bo Deedle will talk to the producer of Live with Kelly and Ryan. The Oscars come out Sunday night. Gelman makes his sitting friends in the morning debut... And we'll play Sitch Take brought to you by Pete Morgan. Very exciting 9 o'clock hour about to come your way.
2: Is Sid and Friends in the Morning, seventy seven WABC?
8: Thirty six years ago today, the Joshua Tree by you too. We've highlighted that all morning long. 908 on your Thursday morning on New York's number one talk show. Sitting friends in the morning. That's me. That's us. And uh, he's on twice a week because he's so good. He calls in 740 every Tuesday morning and then graces us with his beautiful presence. And let me tell you something. I do owe him an apology. Because walking time, uh, times Joe Abood will come in and will call me the best dressed guy. We'll talk about best dressed guys. Bo Deedle it's probably the best-dressed New Yorker for a long time. Look at him today. Beautiful suit. He's got gorgeous couplings, beautiful tie, great watch, great shoes. So here he is, the gorgeous
10: Bo Deedle. You're all gorgeous. You look great, bro. Well, thank you. If I went that way, I would go after you. But uh, <laughs> but you have to shave up all areas. Okay? It's all shaved. Don't worry. All right. Listen. It's already me. done. Like always, you know, Sid, I really, really... I think this show is so great. I Thank would listen you. to it every, every morning while Thank I'm in the shower. I got it on speakerphone. You're great because you say what people feel. You know, and I was driving from the airport the other day. I just got to talk about this real fast. I was very disappointed on Van Wick there. It used to be all cleaned up. Bottles, empty bottles, garbage. This is quality of life. When the city starts to deteriorate I saw it in California in LA along the old beautiful freeways they used to have the yeah. plants there, the flowers. Yeah. That's we gotta get the sanitation guys to start cleaning up the roadways too. Well, and I want was you to on talk to your friend uh, mayor Well Adams,
8: yesterday was International Women's Day. Yeah. And the mayor did me a favor and he got me Jessica Tish. Uh, uh, he's she's one of the three ladies. They run the fire. They yep. run the police. Yep. They run sanitation. And she specifically said, to your point, well done, Bo, that the on and off ramps and those spots wow. that you're talking about are way too dirty. And that's become priority number one wow. to get rid of them.
10: Go get them, Tish. Yeah. I know the family very well. Jonathan and all of them over there. Great great family, the Tish family. Now, you know, I got my podcast, One Tough Podcast, right? It's great. So usually I talk about murder cases, cases I was involved in. So yesterday, I had my friend on there, Rich Bruno. Now, Rich Bruno came to me several months ago. Now, his son was involved with drug dealing out in Suffolk County. He wasn't a rat. Well, the other people gave it up. They got one year, two years. He stayed fast. He got 13 years convicted, 30. And the father's attitude is, my son did something wrong. He's going to do his time. But here's what happened. He calls me up hysterical, crying. What's going on in these correction facilities upstate? Here's what's going on right now. Now you got the gangs in there to control everything. You got the CEOs working with the gangs up there. So he calls me up crying about a month and a half ago. And he says, Bo, please, you gotta help me. They said they're gonna put a shift in them, and they're gonna kill him. He's six oh foot God. four, two hundred and forty pound, tough guy. So the gang members said to him, You're gonna start to do stuff with the drugs and alcohol. He goes, Look, I got about another year, year and a half, and I'm out of here. I don't want to have any involvement. They beat him up, they put a blanket over him, they beat the hell out of him. Oh they broke some ribs and everything. Then they put him in a in a box, they call it the box. But you know what they do, the CEOs? They leave the box unlocked so the gang members could go in there and beat him again. Now they want him to come out of the box. And he goes, I'm not coming out. They're going to stab me and kill me. All of a sudden, the CEOs hit him with the mace, beat him up again. He had to go to the wow. hospital. So now I, I get involved. With, I, I Look, at if you get locked up and you're my son and you did something wrong, you're going to jail. But you don't deserve... To be a prisoner and be assaulted in jail, that's the same thing as being assaulted on the street. I know I sound like a little bleeding heart liberal, but I'm telling you right now, you have your rights. If you're going to do your time, you don't deserve to be beaten by COs or beaten by gang members if you're incarcerated. Of course not. So I get involved and I bring this guy, Craig, Craig Rothfield. He's a guy that went. Uh, Craig Rothfeld. He's a guy that was in jail. Now he's a, a, a counselor and for the corrections and all that yeah. to tell you and notify people. They notify in the middle of my podcast, and I tell everybody listen to this podcast. One Bo t- one tough podcast. Bo top tough. Bo Diedel's true crime story. I yeah. Mean, yeah, Bo Dieter's Square. T- he goes on the air and he starts he says bo I gotta thank you he just got the word they shipped him up to a medium prison upstate New York he'll do about another year and he's getting out oh, so good, his life good. was saved I mean he's do, a, do, do
8: you want to out the name of the prison where he went through that hell or you'd rather not green is the name of the prison green
10: green was the name of the prison and you know what they they did investigations on you know who investigated the guys that worked there how can you investigate that's like the the wolf investigating who ate the chicken well let me ask you this is that
8: a huge issue Issue around the country, oh, these, the COs. A 20, the there's COs. a
10: 26 federal ac- indictment with Attica, 26 count indictment. Guys are dying in these jails. Guys are dying in these jails and being beat up by gang members, and even the COs. Look at. It's tough to be a CO, but I am for the right. And, you know, that's the difference. We could talk like this, and I don't pull back. If you're right, you're right. You're wrong, you're wrong. And that will bring us into the segue, which I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Fox I know News. where you're going. <laughs> Fox News, fair and balanced. A lot of people don't understand. For 12 years, I was a Fox News contributor. I did all the shows and all that And then Roger, you did them all, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity. Good morning, good night, good afternoon, everything, uh, (laughs) midday, um, outnumbered, innumbered, everything in the world, right? And whenever there was an incident, I I was a paid news contributor, and all of a sudden, then I decided to run for mayor, and that's when it it, it hit the fan. And then all of a sudden, people started making allegations. Now Roger Ailes started Fox News. I'm a loyal guy, like with John or you. You guys get in trouble. I'm loyal. I and mean, you do something wrong, we're gonna face the we'll face the music. Roger Ailes, towards the end, was happy if he could go to the bathroom. He had yeah. diabetes; he was in bad shape. All of a sudden, all these clowns start coming out of the woodwork. Oh, he said, "I had nice legs; I would look good in a bathing suit." Here, here's five million, here's ten million. It was an extortion uh, 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 on the top. And you know, what's now, funny
8: about that. Uh, I have a guy who provides me with my entertainment guests, like Kelman, yeah. coming up at nine thirty. Yeah. So I said, "Hey, I need two or three very powerful women." International Women's Day, the first name he sends me, you ready for this boat, to your point, Gretchen Carlson.
10: Yeah, right. I'm like, are you nuts? Okay, now, (laughs) now, now, here's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to name the names, okay? Because when I ran for mayor of New York, there was an allegation. There was an allegation. Someone had worked for me, said he did surveillances for me. Now, I have a big firm. We have 100 cases going on all the time. Now, I'm running for mayor of New York City. Little do I know, my firm was hired by someone to do a surveillance, which is perfectly legal, All of a sudden it comes out, he says, Oh, Bo was surveilling, uh, what's her name, Susie Dong, yeah. uh, Murdoch's yeah. wife there, yeah. ding dong, wada wada, <laughs> bing bang, whatever her name was. I knew nothing about it. But when I learned, I, and I, I found out, I said, Did Roger Ailes hire our firm at all? No, definitely not. Now I could say it on your show. Hey, Murdochs, here, listen up and listen up carefully. Roger Ailes never hired me for anything, including surveilling Murdoch's wife. You know who hired me? My firm? was a guy named the Redstone. Now he's dead and I could say it. So you're a damn liar. And all your people there, Diane Brandy, uh, Luchin Murdoch, Luchin, Suzanne Scott, Jay Wallace, I've asked them over and over. They banned me. Tucker Carlson called me the other day to go on the show. He goes, I can't put you on the show. Sean Hannity said, "I what reason? I did nothing wrong but run for New York City mayor. I was there 12 years. I thought they're fair and balanced that Fox News. Well, why'd they ban you? I mean, well, you ran for me. So what? They were giving money away there. And the only thing is, people don't understand. I've been in the private investigating business 38 years from retiring. Right now, if you got into a jam and you have a sexual harassment complaint against you, against Lou, Lou said you grabbed his butt or something, right? right? Well, and he once, sues yeah. you, right? I, mean, I could get you know, money for that? What they do is they hire a law firm, Said. And then the law firm hires a certified professional investigation company. That's what I do. Right, so they, my, would, they,
8: they would call Danielle Rosenberg, Danielle Rosenberg would call Bo Deedle, and now you're really in good so shape. So what
10: happens is, a major law firm from Park Avenue hired my firm on, I'll say it right out, on the O'Reilly things, all these things, and they hired my firm to do the investigation. Every one of these things, my firm was hired. As a, you have a right for defense, unless everybody's guilty on an allegation. Right. So right. my firm was hired, and that's what I was doing. So they put it in the New York Times that, and that sniffling Daily News oh, Bo Deedle hates women, because I was investigating these allegations. And Fox They News, actually wrote that? Yeah. Fox Can you News. sue them for defamation? And I'm naming Diane Brandy was the general counsel. Diane Brandy. She knew exactly what happened. Then they came up. Oh, Bo needle 's a private investigator. So that means Roger Ailes had him doing all his dirty work, putting taps in. Rob, Bo Dieter was up at Roger Ailes' house. I've never been to his house. Then he heads up the Black Ops on the seventy-four. All lies, and they put it in these TV things and movies. All I asked for was a sit-down with Murdoch's kids there, Suzanne Scott, Jay Wallace, Diane Britt. Sit me down, I'll tell you the truth, because I did nothing wrong. I've been banned from Fox. What's the reason? I've been banned. They can't put my name in the New York Post. And I don't want to go in the daily news because that's a garbage paper. Right. So <laughs> yeah. this is what's been going on with wow. my life. And I feel bad because all I did was nothing. Yeah. And the idea of accusing you of something, that's why I scream and yell. Don't accuse me. If I did something wrong, I'll take it on the chin. Right. But it, I did nothing wrong. And they made all these allegations against me. And to this day, they had movies. Oh, called Bo Deedle. That's bull crap. Well, let me ask you. I mean, right. I've got
8: friends at Fox News. I do. Yeah. And I'm on there occasionally. I go on Brian Kilmeade show One Nation on Saturdays. or just put one of my book on Fox and Friends a couple of months ago. So I do like a lot of people there. But if they wrote or said all that stuff that's completely untrue, can you sue them? Or Look, it,
10: I, you know what? <laughs> Put it this way. If they're listening, and I name names, I'll name them again. Diane Brandy was the general counsel. Luchin Murdoch is running it. Suzanne Scott, Jay Walsh. I've called everyone. I said, Give me an opportunity. I will tell you the truth. Yeah. I'll tell you the fact. But don't accuse me like you're doing of being Roger L's gunner. Then there's, there's another one. Bow tap my computers. Bow tap what? my phone. So listen to this. I love this one. So I tell the lawyer, I go like this let's see the evidence. What happened to it? They offered a million dollars because they'd like to dish out the money. So I said, don't offer her nothing. It's not there. Let her show the evidence. She couldn't show the evidence because oh it never happened. Oh this is a perfect example of extortion maximists. Fox News was a bunch of punks up there. They settled all these claims. Some of them were maybe right. Some of them were wrong. Right. They would dish your money out like it was potato. Just make an allegation. Oh, Sid did this. He said, my legs look good. Okay, here's a million, two million million. This is what happened to Fox. Fair and balanced. If you're fair and balanced, Fox, you'll have the balls to bring me in there, I will put a lie detector on. You could get an FBI guy. and I'll put a lie detector on. You don't want to know the truth, Fox News. What else are you lying about? Put Bo Deedle into a conference room. Put me on the box. That's a that's a lie detector. I will tell the truth
8: now. I got to tell you, that'll be great TV. Nine o'clock tonight, Sean Hannity, Bo Deedle, yeah, lie detector answering test. the allegations, <laughs> the, the false
10: allegations by yeah. Fox News. If they can lie about Bo Deedle, they can lie about anything. Now.
8: What's really bothering me is... By just you know, Maureen Walsh, our mutual friend, the uh, makeup girl, who I love dearly, agrees with you on everything you're saying.
3: Well, I love her, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
10: Now, the really thing that's bothering me is Disney again. I'm just going to sing it. Zippity-doo-dah! <laughs> zippity My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. They stopped my song. I grew up with that song, and now they stopped it because they say it's racist.
8: They banned it. Yeah, they banned it. I mean, it.
10: what is next? My God. I know. I, I'm I so know. upset. Well, you
8: can't say boys and girls at Disney. That's why Ron DeSantis, well, that's not the only reason why, but you know that Ron
10: DeSantis
8: took away their
10: ability to be autonomous. I know, and they got to pay now. Good. Yeah. Let them pay. And then my friend Tiger would. Tiger. You got a billion dollars. You got this uh, skanky-looking chick here. Why would you move her in the first place? Get a new hooker every <laughs> night there. You got all this money, Tiger. Let him sign in on for confidentiality. Tiger, I love you, man. And I know Tiger watch, And yeah. I love him. Yeah. And look at His father kept him down for a lot of years. Yes. So it was like breakout. He f- he decided he found out he had a penis. So he was <laughs> found. He's a young, virile guy. Great shape. But why would you have this under you? Hire a hooker every night. Simple, right? Listen, you're 100% right. And and I remember
8: in the movie Wolf of Wall Street, one of your great roles... When uh, Leonardo's playing that scumbag uh, Jordan Belfort. Oh,
10: scumbag. Yeah, scumbag,
8: he, and, Jordan. You're a scumbag. And I'll punch you in the face if I see you. But he, you rat. He called you from the country club yeah. and you were giving him advice yeah.
10: before the actual lewds kicked in. Yeah. I can see Tiger Woods making that phone call to you, too. <laughs> but you know what? And now, if we go to Mexico, I've been talking on this show. Anybody lets their kids or anybody go to Mexico. Again, here's the statistic last year, over 40,000 murders. All different types, tourists, everybody, people, everybody, with those cartels. There are 20,000 more missing. So that means they're dead. There's 60,000 dead. You want to go to, uh, what's that place over there, Acapulco? What's the other place? Cancun. Cancun. You're taking your life in your hands. Don't go to Mexico. You will die. (laughs) Understand, everybody? Go to Florida. Go to Arizona. Go Go to Alaska. Go to Vegas. Uh, Vegas. There you go. But I tell you the truth. I am very upset, but I'm glad my my mayor has stepped up. I love Eric Adams. And any of you guys are writing me, hating them, tough bananas. You're going to see something in the near future. I love Adams. He went right after Kamala. <laughs> uh,
8: that was Harris. great. Yeah. And he
10: told him, you're in charge, you dropped the ball. <laughs> love Eric Adams. I'm sorry. This is our mayor. Let's stand by him till he really screws up if he's going to. I don't think my mayor's going to screw up because he knows what we need. And what we need is you and I to help him along, buddy. Well,
8: you know, I agree with you there. Another amazing performance by Bo Dietl. Bo, check out that podcast. His podcast True is Crime amazing. Stories. True Crime Stories with Bo Dietl every week. True Crime Stories. And, of course. Catch Bo, he's so great. 7.40 every Tuesday, 9.05 every Thursday. And one
10: more thing, Fox News, your general counsel, the president of Fox and Murdoch's son, why don't you call me up? I'll talk to you anytime. And I tell you what, you talk to me, I'll bring you up to have dinner at Rayo's and I'll be nice. All I'm asking is for the truth. Fair and balanced, Fox, bring Bo in there to tell the truth, and I will tell the truth.
8: There's a challenge, Bo Dito, Fox News. We'll come back on Sitting Friends in the morning right after this. man into
3: sex through the walls you hear the city grow Outside it's America Life's better with American family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance, Get
9: a quote, Find an agent at amfam.com.
8: We are the Sultans. Yeah, we are. Gelman's coming up next. We had Kelly Ripa a couple of months ago, now Gelman. they got these um this after-Oscar show at the Dolby Theater. I believe it, uh, well, this one is uh, in Hollywood in Los Angeles. Because the Dolby Theater here in New York is where we had the screening for Gemini Lounge a couple of weeks ago. But they're in L.A. Live with Kelly and Ryan returns to the Academy Awards stage for the ultimate after-Oscar show. And the Oscars come your way on Sunday night, so we'll uh, we'll talk to Gelman. Bo Deedle was just uh, fantastic, and I wish Bo the best. Bill O'Reilly was great. Joe Beningo earlier today, and I wasn't kidding. I want to uh, put it together. Joe and I were midday partners at WFAN up until 2005. How about 18 years later, Monday mornings, With Sid and Joe. Make that happen.
2: Sid and friends in the morning. 77 W.A.B.C.
5: I spoke to A a radio broadcaster famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg, he too has written a book. And he was giving my book such
15: props. And I said, you know, I'm going to give your book. I'll give it a plug on my show talk show. Yeah, you got a show. You're not the only one. This is like
4: a radio show on TV,
3: right?
5: In fairness, I have not read his book yet because I just (laughs) got it this morning because I ordered it on Amazon because I went to the bookstore. It wasn't there. So I had to order it. So it just came this morning. I'm so grateful to have it. But it's called Citizens United and I promised him I would hold it up on the air and I will read it, but I haven't read it yet. I will let you know about it after I read it. I will
8: forever love Kelly Ripper for doing that. Just a couple of months ago, she was on with me, loved it, and actually held up my book on a Monday morning there with Ryan Seacrest on Live. I go back a long ways with Live uh, since day one. Not as long as Gelman, but Gelman, that name has become synonymous with Americana in New York. He's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for producing the same morning talk show on TV, the same guy for that many years. And uh, like I said, every household in New York, in America, loves Gelman. So here he is, just ahead of the big Oscar show, the after-Oscar show, coming up on Sunday, the legendary Gelman. Gelman, it's Sid Rosenberg. Nice to have you, pal. Good to talk to you,
15: Sid. Yeah, I, I I remember seeing your book, yeah. Yeah, we, that uh, was
8: nice. That was nice that Kelly play, actually play. did that. that yeah,
15: was great.
3: Yeah,
8: it was great. It was great, and she's great, and the show is great. And before we get to the Oscars quickly, I know Ryan is leaving and Mark Consuelos, Consuelos who I love also. By the way. I met him many, many times at Fights in Vegas. He's going to work with his wife on that show. They're going to be great together. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on the new pairing coming to a theater near you?
15: Listen, we love Ryan. He's a true professional, as you know, a great radio guy and great broadcaster. So we're going to give him a nice send-off, and then we're excited to welcome Mark, you know, into the permanent fold. But he's been with us, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of times as a filling co-host and as a guest. And, uh, you know, he's great alone, and he's great with her. So the chemistry... Instead of it being kind of a faux husband and wife having coffee and chatting, you know, with their celebrity friends every morning, now it's a real husband and wife, and, uh, you know, that'll bring uh, a lot of entertainment for all. So we're we're excited.
8: Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome, too. Uh, by the way, we've been playing songs from The Joshua Tree, my favorite group, U2, all morning long, because The Joshua Tree came out 36 years ago today. That's about as long as Mark Gelman, Mike Gelman, I should say, has been working at, um, at Live. That's an unbelievable run you've got there. Congratulations, Gelman. But I tell you what, I take a cab to work every morning. My guy Gene drives me, and in the backseat, they play stuff from your show. And I saw this morning Kelly and Ryan doing a, a, a spoof, if you will, of A Star Is Born. Kelly plays Lady, Lo, uh, uh, Lady Gaga's part.
15: Yeah, that, was, that was one of. Uh, That was one of our best ever,
8: sure. I got to tell you, and he does, um, uh, what's his name, Bradley Cooper's part, Ryan. It was amazing. And then I saw the new movies, like where she plays Tammy Faye Baker, where he's playing the piano player. I don't know who directed those, produced those, and all that. The acting is great. Congratulations. That's an amazing job.
15: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, those are ones we've done in other years, and I've got a great team uh, who work on those every year, who come up with a lot of these ideas, and and all of us put in a lot of work into those. But this year, you know, we did these one, these, you know, kind of spoofs on TAR, the Fablemans, Jurassic Park, Wakanda, and Avatar, and the biggest one, though, is going to be have its broadcast debut. It's already out there online online. but it's going to be of the top gun uh you know kind yeah. of a top gun spoof and and we're so happy that movie's doing so well and and kind of helped save hollywood you know after the pandemic but we're we're opening our show with that this big Oscar show is going to open with kind of a 3 minute uh you know, spoof of Top Gun, so we're excited about
8: that. Yeah, actually, Steven Spielberg said exactly that, as you know, Gellman, that uh, Top, Gun, uh, Top Gun 2 actually saved the industry. And I've got a movie coming out at the Dolby Theater. I just watched a screening last month called The Gemini Lounge, so I'm excited about that, too. Live after Oscar show comes your way from the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles Monday, March the 13th at 9 a.m., right after the Oscars. And I know, Gelman, you've also got a bunch of performers, like singers and, and all kinds of entertaining folks.
15: Yeah, so we've got Jason Mraz who's going to be debuting his uh, new song on television on the show. We've got all these dancers and roller skaters and pyrotechnics. and So it should be an exciting performance. Uh, and, you know, on the red carpet, I have Carson Kresley. And then, you know, we work all night to book some of these winners. And we're on the red carpet. We're right backstage when they come out. Kelly and Ryan and I are back there with the crew, you know, getting interviews right when they come off as winners which is always exciting because they're on cloud nine and a lot of them are just uh, you know, just can't even believe they just won this award, which they dreamed about their whole life. Yeah,
8: I mean, I'm kind of torn for best actor. I thought Butler was great as Elvis, but uh, my wife's high school friend, they did sing together, Gelman, at Murrow High School, was uh, Darren Aronofsky. And he made the movie The Whale, and Brendan Fraser uh, is up for that best actor as well. Are you finding, again, we know the pandemic really hurt the uh, movie industry. Uh, are you finding now that people are starting to get enthusiastic about the Academy Awards? Is it still like? just a little what are your thoughts on the actual viewership coming up sunday night and quite frankly your show on monday morning
15: well this is our highest rated show of the year every every year it but is and wow. the Oscars, listen all the award shows have been struggling in the ratings but movies will never go away just like they said radio was going to go away it didn't you know it's still very popular and uh, movies are still going to be a big part of American entertainment, but what I think is great, and this year I think should help, is the fact that big movies are making it into the big categories like Best Picture. The idea that Top Gun, you know, and uh, Avatar. Uh, are are up for these big awards. I mean, these are movies people saw and loved and were so exciting and and the production values are incredible. So, a lot of these small movies are incredible also and you know, like The Whale and a bunch of these movies, but just not as many people see them. So, I think people like to see the award shows when these bigger movies yep. are and I think this year is going to be one of those years. So. Kelly
8: Ripper and Ryan Seacrest, they come your way Monday, the live after Oscar show. It looks like it's going to be absolutely amazing television. As Gelman just told you, their highest rated show every year, Monday morning, 9 a.m. I just had a question from one of my producers. and They said, wait a second. Yeah. Aren't Kelly and Ryan on right now? How is Gelman on with you? What is the answer to that? <laughs>
15: <laughs> it's the magic of television, yeah, I flew out last night to uh to come out here because we've got kind of our advanced team and we've got you know a lot going on uh, out here, so even though you know it all comes together in that. Midnight when we get the keys to the Dolby theater and take over the stage, you know all the pre-production, as you know, is, yep. is so yep. important yep. on a show yep. like this. So yeah, a bunch of my people are flying today, and uh, you know and we're going to get it all together for Monday morning.: oh, so,
8: so last 30 seconds, I find this fascinating. So the award show ends. You guys grab the stage at like midnight and spend literally the next yep. nine hours getting ready for your show.
15: Yes, and at the same time, I've got, you know, because we just shot all those pieces, I've got, you know, whole staff in in edit rooms who are, you know, putting together these packages from the red carpet and backstage. And so, yeah, and then we're booking live guests, and, uh, you know, we're rehearsing the performance, we're blocking, we're camera (laughs) blocking. There's a lot of technical stuff to go through, but uh, we get it together so far every year. Oh, and we're loading in an audience of 2,000 people. Wow to be live at six AM Pacific time. So right. yeah, they're up all night. They go to the Hollywood Bowl, the park, and then they come come in and they have a great time. But it's it's uh you know, it's a lot of work for them to be here. So they're really happy to to see Kelly and Ryan.
8: Well congratulations, uh, Gelman to you first of all on this uh, great run. You're at the very top of the food chain. Uh, in your career, which is uh, which is great. A testament to you. Congratulations on this big show coming up on Monday. Wish you nothing but the best of luck. Please give my love to Kelly Ripper. And let's do this again very, very soon, buddy. Thank you.
15: All right, Sid. Great talking to you, and uh, have a great day. Appreciate it. I'll send my best to Kelly.
8: You got it, pal. Good luck. Thank you so much. There he is, the great Gelman, ladies and gentlemen, out there live in California getting ready for Oscars on Sunday night. And then, of course, the after-Oscars show coming up Monday with Kelly and Ryan. Sitch Take is coming up next, brought to you by Pete Morgan and Field of Sports. You're the contestant, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We got it all, folks. We got Bo Diddle talking Fox News, Bill O'Reilly talking politics, Joe Boningo talking Jets and Giants, Mike Gelman talking Academy Awards. Now you know why. I'm number one. Back after this.
2: Time for Sid's Take. Sid's
3: Take! Sid's Take, yeah!
2: Good luck. It's Sid's Take. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC.
0: All right, your Thursday morning edition of the Peerless Boilers Sid Take Contest, again sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best built boilers, and I am your host uh, for the game, Justin Ellick, executive producer of this here fine, very fine program. Our contestant for today's game, Mike, out in New Jersey. That's very, uh, that's a very broad location there, Philip. You didn't want to ask uh, where exactly he might be from in New Jersey? He
1: said New Jersey for a reason. I'm not going to ask him, you know, maybe he's being stalked or something. Oh, I, I need, see. I need to bring more attention <laughs> on the guy. If he wants to say New Jersey, I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Mike, are you being stalked uh, of anything of that sort?
9: Uh, no, I'm not. I'm in the East Hanover, New Jersey.
0: Oh, there you go. He uh, he pretty much gave that information away pretty easily there, Phil.
1: I let people dictate their own fate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. This is not... Mm-hmm. What is this? You Think should have be... a game to be doing? Yeah, you, know, you should just be a little bit more assertive. That's all.
0: All right. And that's my dad moment of the day. On to the game, Give me your address.
1: (laughs) Give me your exact address and (laughs) what times you're not home. No. Okay.
4: (laughs) All right, Mike. uh, We got. Phil, show up for work tomorrow. Yeah, that's all we need. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) all we need. Even if we don't need it, really, to be honest with you. All right, uh, Mike. uh, Three three for Thursday. I'm going to give you three clues, three hints, if you will, and you're going to have to tell me what I'm thinking of, okay?
1: Yes, yes.
0: All right, here we go. Number one. With or without you. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and Where the Streets Have No Name.
9: Oh, man. Hmm. Where the Streets Have No Name. Yeah, well, uh, mm that... East Hanover.
0: No. Yeah. No. The correct answer there, Mike, would be songs off of The Joshua Tree. All right, on to number two. Oh, for one, your three clues are... Norwegian, Carnival, and Royal Caribbean. Cruises. Nice.
6: Spectacular.
0: One for two, Mike. On to number three, your three clues. Michael Gross, Meredith Baxter, and Michael J. Fox.
4: Oh,
9: God. family tie. Nice, Mike.
0: Two for three, Mike. He's hot. That
4: was
0: impressive. Yeah. On to number four. Your three clues, Mike. Jim Brown, Carmelo Anthony, and Bob
1: Costas. Cleveland Browns. No. Unfortunately, only one of those guys are Cleveland Browns.
0: Syracuse alumni. Two for four. Two for four, Mike. Good effort so far. In an attempt to go three for five. Number five. Your three clues. January 6th. Hunter Biden's laptop. WABC's listener or WABC listeners asking what happened to former employees.
4: <laughs> Good. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. I
0: don't know. Just say anything.
9: The Capitol.
4: The nope. Capitol. No. Nah.
0: Mm. <laughs> no. Those are those are just three things that uh, annoyed Sid today.
9: So. Oh,
5: okay.
0: All right. That's what we call a cop-out from uh, Mas- Macedonia <laughs> Phil in uh, writing question five. All right, Mike,
5: you're going to do? What hold- I do? You did nothing. What, I do? About
0: what I do? Don't worry about it. Shut, Shut the room. I heard go my away. Away. What did I do? Just go away. God.
8: <laughs>
1: what would I do? Oh, my God. Hey, Sid. <laughs> what am I walking into?
8: <laughs> I,
1: honestly, I'm not too <laughs> sure. I was just getting yelled
8: at by Art Sears because um, I told him to put Gilman on at 30, and he said he didn't get on until 35 because of commercials. Well, we don't have a 30 segment, so
0: that's that's your answer there. He doesn't care. I know. But but,
8: but then he said Gelman loved it, and mm-hmm. it's all good. All right, no. so. Gelman
0: loved it. Right. Yeah. Loved it. There we go. It's my guy. That's good. your guy. All right, three for Thursday. i give you three clues. You're going to tell me what, th- what I'm thinking of, okay? Okay. All right. How many to win? Two to win? You need uh, th- uh, three to win. Three to win, okay. With or without you, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Joshua Tree. There you go. <laughs> what was the third one? I'm curious. Uh,. Where the streets have no name. Yeah, right. Nicely done. Number two, Norwegian, Carnival, and Royal Caribbean. Cruise lines. Spectacular. Nice. You know, Mickey Aronson, who owns the Miami Heat, owns um, Carnival Cruise Lines. You ever been on a cruise? Many, many, many times. They're miserable. My, um, they are? I hate them. I've never I been em. on one. Are they bad? No, I love them. They uh, yeah. seem kind of cool. It's love them. Sea and the s- smell of old people. No, no I love them. My anniversary, my, my, my
8: honeymoon was on a cruise, actually.
0: Oh. I'm
8: scared. I've done, done a million of them. I take, I, I I take I everything off. back. I think they, I die a one. They do not, You're not look look like like fun. <laughs> no, they a lot of fun. No. No, you I got do, gambling, I, you get food, you get right. Dysentery. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's you great. don't get this. You stop it. All right, I'm okay.
4: It's not possible. Sorry, I'm way out it's of It's possible, mind. <laughs> but.
8: Oh, congratulations <laughs> to my friend Danny A., who you guys have met, the writer, producer, director, creator of Gemini Lounge, done many movies, on the birth of his beautiful little boy, Noel Isaac. Abacasser, you said it. Uh, wow, you said his man. name is Noel Isaac no? Abacasser. Oh. Danny A's got a little boy. That's a cute kid. Top. Very cute kid. Well, his uh. wife is Gorge. Mm. Yeah, Gorge. three good. Number three.
4: <laughs> can, you, can you say that word again? Gorge.
0: <laughs> a young person,
2: totally. Uh, uh, yeah. Not on
0: to number
8: three.
3: Seventeen-year-old no. on Instagram. <laughs> I know.
0: I, just, I felt like Mike D'Adino for a second. <laughs> oh my God. Michael Gross. Yep. Meredith Baxter. And Michael J. Fox. One of my favorite shows ever. Mm. Michael
8: P., uh, what was it, Alex P. Keaton, Family Ties. Spectacular.
0: Three for three, you've already won today's game. But in an I attempt have. to uh, stay perfect, you're number four. Yeah. Jim Brown, Carmelo Anthony, and Bob Costas.
8: Syracuse.
4: Yes. Spectacular. Nicely done. Oh, wow. Nice. Woo.
1: Larry like Zonko went to too. So sort did of Floyd Little. Oh, cool. You know. If I swapped out Jim Brown with Donovan McNabb, would you still have gotten it? 100%. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You could have
8: even gone to uh, McPherson. I would have gotten it. Mm.
1: Huh. How about that? Or John Wallace, who
8: won a championship with Syracuse and went to the Knicks.
1: What about Johnny Flynn, who was drafted in front of Steph Curry? I still would have gotten that. Okay. Yes.
8: Yes.
0: Good one. But you still don't know what On the uh, school of communications is called. What's it called? New, new House. Oh, New House.
4: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the
8: More
0: House. On,
4: on, on to number five. Such yeah. a nice area, too, up there. Oh, yeah. that's rough. That is rough. Please. Oh, yeah. if, 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 um, if you like
0: Cracker Barrel for breakfast, oh, lunch, and dinner, great. I used to uh, bang this chick from
8: um, upstate New York. Her name was Amy. I'll leave her last name out. And she went to an all-girl school, Casanova, down the block from Syracuse. Mm. they would go visit her once in a while. Yeah. What a disaster.
0: Yeah. All the pain, to quote the great Joe Manninger. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> On to number five. <laughs> There's another good story. That's January right. 6th. Chapter five. Hunter Biden's laptop and WABC listeners asking what happened to former employees. January 6th. Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. And WABC listeners asking you what happened to former employees. What do all those uh, things stories have Stories that annoy me? Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
8: <laughs> well done, Billy. Well
0: done. Five for five. That's hey, two that days a in a row. You're, you are 10 much. for your last Thank
8: 10. Thank you. I am uh, 10 for my last 10. Yeah. I'm on fire. All right, nice game to uh, Mike in New Jersey. We'll come back and uh, close shop. Nice job. Macedonia, Phil, and the host, Justin Ellick. We close it up right after this.
2: Sid's Take sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC Entertaining and informative This is Sid and Friends in the Morning 77 WABC Friends.
8: from the Joshua Tree. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. You two, 36 years ago today, this one came out. Nice job today, Lou Ruffino, as always. Just, I love this stuff, man. And, you know, people talk about the great success this show has, and and I've argued over, over the years about this. Don't underestimate the music during the morning. I know John Katzmatidis always points that out. Thank you, John, but great job, Lou. Thank you so much. Macedonia, Bill, Great job, as always, Justin Ellick. Ellick's become a really good producer, actually, so thank you, Justin. And uh, Noam Layden, great, too. All of our guests were great, great. all of them. Gelman, Bo Deedle, Bill O'Reilly, Judge Napolitano, Joe Benningo. Got a big show tomorrow. I know Joe is going to be here, Brian Kilmeade, a host of others. So that'll do it for the Thursday edition. I'm going to meet Danielle for lunch and be back again with all of you folks at 6 a.m., Tomorrow morning. Until then, from all of us, to all of you, New York City, Peace!